test, test, channel one, test, double check. Oh, just a fucking escort. Ronnie B. I'm never more than three feet away from a weapon. Even now? Yeah, I got him hitting all of the studio. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. Bez Watley. Who said anything about being gay? We asked if you jerked off watching wrestling. We did in illusions, man. None of it is true. Is everybody happy? Is everybody happy? We're horrible <laughs> excuses for human beings. We say terrible things to each other and about other people. Looks like it's time for the opening. Let's get this mother started. And the award for best newcomer goes to, yes, my baby boy, Dirk Diggler. Woo! The award for best cop goes to, here we go again, Dirk Diggler. The award for best actor goes to, I've seen all these movies and I can't wait to work with him. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines Niggas, take off your coats, ladies act like gems Sit down, Indian styles, you recite these hymns See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo Heard me in the 80s, JB's on the promo Him, I never end the quest to get the paper on the caper But now, let me take it to the queen side I'm taking it to Brooklyn side All the residential questions to invade the air Hold up for a second, son, cause we almost there You could be a black man and lose all your soul You could be white and blue, but don't prep the road See, my shit is universal if you got knowledge of Polo or Delta Self See, there's no one else who could drop it on the angle Acute at that, so do that, do that, do that, that, that Come on, do that, do that, do that, that, that Do that, do that, do that, that, that I'm bugging out, but let me get back cause I'm wetting niggas So run and tell the others cause we all the brothers I learned how to build bikes in my workshop class So give me the sword and let's not make it the last Yeah. 
It's the Ron and Fez show. Just took a big hit off the Lysol off this microphone. We're Lysoling down everything. This place is becoming like an operating uh, room because... I know. I know you're sick, Chris Stanley. I know the Golden Orphan is sick. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Alone and sick. that's See, I hate that. He's got nobody to take care of him, ladies. He's all alone and sick in the world. Uh, Dave, Dave in St. Louis. I want to give mad props to whoever came up with Try Call Quest uh, for the opener. I'm loving that. That's the golden child. He's doing it. He's making things happen. Hopefully, Eddie Murphy's going to find him. And I'd like to see Eddie Murphy adopt him. I really would. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to try something new with this morning's program. We're going to look around for... Ichiban. That, of course, is an Asian phrase that means... Number one! Uh, Eastside Dave MacDonald on the show speaks Asian fluently. That's why he knows that Ichiban means... Number one! Number one. You even use the accent of the Asian people. Yes, I do. Well, my dad used to work in Japan, and he was the one who taught me that. Was he a spy? No, he worked for a pharmaceutical company. Nice. I can't say which one. So did I. I used to work for Flathead's pharmaceutical <laughs> company. We were just a mom and pop yeah. group. Right. This was different, I think. Yeah. And when I say mom and pop, it's because his parents were in on the deal. <laughs> All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Davey McDonald, what is your... Ichiban today. What are the kids talking about? Well, the kids are talking in my neighborhood about the fact that the Vatican has called in experts to study the possibility of extraterrestrial alien life and its implications for the Catholic Church. Finally. Finally, uh, we're going to turn those aliens into Jesus, just like we did to the Africans and the, uh, uh, the South American natives, the Hawaiians. We, we get pants on them. And we give them a little bit of Jesus. I love it. I, I love the fact that the church is getting so crazily progressive now. <laughs> they, they need anything to hook youngsters into being a, going to church. It's kind of a Star Wars thing, kids. <laughs> Who wants to go to Star Wars on Sunday? It's great. Priests are like this close away from being able to bang chicks. Um, what makes me feel like the Pope watched V the other night? <laughs> <laughs> the Pope was sitting there. He's got a big flat screen, which, by the way. You know, it's not even a TV. It's a home theater, what the Pope has. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and he's watching an alien, and he just picks up whatever phone that they have next <laughs> so that if he wants quick, warm cookies, he can get it. And he just goes, uh, let's do something about the aliens here. This is working. He's like that old priest on V. I haven't seen this week's V. Is it any better or is it still bad? 
Um, I wasn't any more impressed with it. Th- this one I liked, uh, but everyone that I was watching with said it got dr- dramatically worse. Just yeah, I. <laughs> mm-hmm. The but fact I liked it. The fact that it's still sitting there on my TiVo shelf, uh, <laughs> gathering dust. Uh, uh, there's no kind of uh, excitement. Well, level one of the things that happened was they had one of those weird deals where. They must have shot the pilot months before the second episode because the blonde lady looks pudgy and her teenage son is fucking like four inches taller and grown up. <laughs> oh, yeah, like his, his uh, stubble grew during the show. That means aliens are somehow <laughs> getting involved here. Fuzzy. <laughs> What's your Ichiban today? We're all the kids talking about on Roosevelt Island. They put that scumbag sniper to death last night at 9-11. God damn it. Why would you ruin it for me? I had it TiVo'd. I didn't know how it was going to end up. Uh, I don't get the 9-11 bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they pronounced him dead at 9-11. He had nothing to do with 9-11. Well, he started his shooting spree in the D.C. area on the aniver- first anniversary of 9-11. Yeah, why remind people? Just why play to his theater? Don't do it. Don't do it. I was uh, su- completely surprised by this, Fuzzy. Uh, normally, I, I would have thought it got would have gotten bumped back a little bit. But also, after uh, living in Florida and seeing the way that they deal with this, very ex- uh, extremely surprised to see how low key. The cable news networks took it. Uh, Fox wasn't apparently running it live. Neither was SM, uh, MSNBC. Only CNN gave us up-to-the-moment um, fillings on this. Right, and um, I was just so glad to see the guy go. I was so glad that, the, that this thing didn't get stopped by the governor in Virginia or the Supreme Court of the United States. Feel like your life's a little better today? You know what? I would feel better except for one thing. Just kind of following this up until the execution, they were talking online about how stoic he was and how completely unnerved by this that he was. And I wanted this jerk to feel the same fear that the people of D.C. and Maryland and Virginia felt when he was stalking them, like they were like they were animals. I just wanted him to feel that same fear that he was he was going to die. That these people that got shot did. Well, I see your point. It would have made the republic so much stronger to know that we're uh, torturing people as well as putting them to death. Davey Mack, you agree with Fez here? You need a little fear. I don't want him tortured, but I do. I've become a, a proponent of the death penalty as I've gotten older. For some reason, for, uh, I have since I've known you. <laughs> I'm like I want That's the. Not nice. I, I, I can't help it. That's not nice. That's obviously. very personal, Mister B. But uh, no, I mean my parents are quite liberal. But um, I just, uh, let me ask you this: you What would you have gotten out of the, if the guy felt fear? I would have felt like then that it was that the sentence was carried out, that the revenge was complete. That would have felt like closure to me on the case. Well, it's not, I don't think, a revenge deal. I don't think it's ever been like the country saying, we want to get revenge. We want him to feel uh, fear. I, I think I just would have felt like, all right, now he understands his crime. Now he understands what it's like to to lay there and know you're about to die. 
That, that then he, he that at that moment he would have gotten it. Maybe he felt all those things that you're talking about, but he doesn't uh, express them. I'm not I'm not exactly sure uh, what you're looking for here or how it would help our society. Now I went down. Uh, we moved into D.C. just shortly after this happened, so everybody that I knew down there was going through the period that Fez is talking about. As a matter of fact. They used to keep this guy in a jailhouse about uh, a quarter mile away uh, away from where we did the show from every night. So I knew the building very well, and everybody that lived down there was at some point in a blind panic because of this guy. So I know what Fez is talking about. Um, not sure exactly what Fez is looking for, though. Uh, Dennis, you're in front of Fez. Hey guys, yeah, uh, Fezzy's a little wrong on it. Uh, the DC sniper wasn't stalking people; he was uh, actually just killing people at random, and that's what caused the, the real big panic in DC and the Virginia, Maryland area. And what? if I didn't mean stalking if, <laughs> like premeditated, I just meant stalking like he was on a jungle hunt. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the only way to, I guess, get him back then was, I guess, they would have to sneak up behind him and execute him. Without him knowing, then the Russians used to do this. The Russians would give you the death uh, penalty, <clears throat> but you didn't know when it was coming. It could be at lunch when you're eating. Could be while there you're you sleeping. At a certain point, they would come up and uh, shoot the person in the back of the holy the shit. Head. That's amazing. Perfect. And they no would no problem at all. Wow. And they would do that to the inmates. Yeah, to the inmates, uh, so that they never knew. When they were going to be executed, they just knew that it was a death sentence. They were creative sons of bitches. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Corey in Tennessee, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. How are we doing today? Yeah. Hey, i got two things to say to Fezzy. First off, his victims never saw it coming, so, I mean, I don't see your point with that. It was, you know, out of the blue. And second of all... He's never going to feel any remorse. He's mentally insane. You're incapable of feeling remorse. That's the whole point of it. Well, for, on, your, on the first thing was, there was an atmosphere of fear throughout the whole area. But that's not what his penalty was for. His death penalty wasn't for uh, making the people who didn't get killed nervous. Uh, his death penalty was for one person and one person only. Because uh, he didn't even, they didn't do trials for everyone. As soon as they got the death penalty... They start to push on with that. They stopped with the trials. So, hey, Ron, I got one more thing. Yeah. When you talk about the Russians, how they would uh, execute people, I'm actually taking a class in the history of Russia. Another thing they would do is at the last minute, they would tie you up and put you in front of the uh, shooting gallery. And then, well, like, right before you're about to be executed, say, psych, I'll let you go. The guys are sick. Yeah. Uh, uh, occasionally, they would act like they were going to kill this person uh, and then not do it. Um, so you could see that everything that we fear in a society, those people were doing it. You know what I mean? It was the government actually acting like murderous dogs mm. uh, and getting off on sadistic behavior. The, uh, the kind of thing that Fez... My, my only point to you, Fez, is be careful what you wish for. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if... Um, you'd be very comfortable with a government that sat around thinking, how can we make this worse? How can we uh, freak people out? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Jerry in D.C. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, you know, even though I'm straight and I don't uh, get blowjobs or anything, I agree with Fez. Uh, I, I definitely want that guy to feel the the fact that he would still want to be alive, and, you know, not put to death. And I think the fact that he's still saying that he's innocent and he um, tried to get out of this with his lawyers and tried to have a stay to the execution shows that the guy didn't want to die. So we killed him. He didn't want to die. Now that fucker's dead, and he always will be. So he can look down from his or look up from his perch in hell and see that the right thing was done. So, Fezzi, I'm with you, buddy. He's dead. Um, yeah, there is no doubt about it. Uh, he is dead. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is uh, Dan. Dan in Sacramento. Hey, boys. Uh, I'm on the West Coast, Sacramento. I just want to say how awesome it is now that you guys are here in the morning. Instead of O&A, I get to listen to you on my drive to work, and then Howard on my way home. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and before you get to express yourself, I'm just going to let you go. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, you're not going to become friends with me by knocking my buddies. That's not going to happen. That's uh, completely uncalled for. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, not a very big thing. Now, when we were in Florida, uh, the Hayseeds... The, the gator hunters, the fucking inland people, uh, would go crazy around the time of an execution. And they would show up and pick up trucks, and they would tailgate it, and they would bring their uh, children. And it would always uh, be funny because there would always be some guy with a, with a doll and a noose uh, swinging it around, even though they weren't hanging people. And they would, uh, it, it was almost like the people who bring the D in the fence and get on TV. So um, it seems like the, the people in Virginia did not have that same uh, crazy, and it was almost like an Old West thing where the people would show up and picnic when there was a hanging going around. The people in Florida would be mad crazy for an execution. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Gray, what do you got? Hey, buddies, what's up? Yeah. Why couldn't they shoot that motherfucker like he shot everyone else? So what you would have thought would have been better is if he would have been shot. Absolutely. You would have, like, an old-style line people up execution. I think the yeah, last time, we, the last time we had that, I believe, was Gary Gilmore in utah not sure if there's been any since then uh, most of the time people don't realize that they keep trying to be more humane hmm. as they go along that the electric chair wasn't set up to be a punishment but at the time they thought it was going to be more humane um the thing that we do now with the hot shot where you uh you kill the person through chemicals was thought of as the time this is going to be more humane than uh, putting somebody in an electric chair. Uh, revenge does not play, uh, supposedly, a part in what the state is uh, doing. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jay in Virginia, you're on fez What's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, uh, Ronnie, I think, um, think it was a good thing that the media wasn't all over this thing, you know, giving this guy one last form to 
you know, to get his glory and his fame with so many of these people are looking for. I well, I, I know that you say that, but if you, if you pay attention to the case last night, uh, they asked him any famous, uh, any last words. No, none. Didn't have anything <laughs> to say, not in matters of remorse, or not the political thing that, you know, Fez is letting on with the 9-11. If you think that the, if this was done for Allah or a certain cause and he wanted to get it out there, it would have been the perfect time to do it. I have a tough time thinking that this guy was anything more than a fucking lunatic. Now, did he get some other crazy ideas in his head about America, whatever? Yeah, I'm sure he did, but I really don't see him as being um, politically motivated. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Chris Stanley, I never asked you about this. Where are you on the whole death penalty deal? I don't think it should even fucking be done anymore. It's really? fucking barbaric. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like the guy didn't have any last words or remorse. It was kind of felt kind of badass. Him just walking in, yeah, fucking kill me. So you, may, you actually see that as him being a little tougher than the people speaking out against him. Oh, yeah, definitely. In terms of street-wise. Yeah, and he didn't give them anything, which I which, you know, was just kind of like shitting in their face. But, you know, he also killed a bunch of people. But, um, yeah, again, I just don't know if he didn't have anything to say. Maybe because he was just too crazy stupid to have any kind of fucking thoughts in his head. You know, so many times that we want to build these guys up like they're fucking diehard victims. Uh, the diehard fucking geniuses, right? Um, there was a, a case before in Florida when I lived down there. And the news was running it. And some fucking guy was killing girls. And they had it in his mind that he was this mad genius, that, that he was this Hannibal Lecter. And they kept talking about, oh, he used Clorox here and the intelligence. This is the scariest thing. And they caught him, and he was just some fucking weird hobo with a campsite near the tracks. He was a fucking absolute uh, moron uh, that uh, was just dumber than dirt. Um, here is... Uh, Paul, Paul in Canada, you're in Manifest. How you doing, guys? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I totally disagree with the whole capital punishment thing. I know we don't have it uh, up here in Canada, but it to me, they just get off easy. This guy just got off totally easy. I'm spending the rest of your, your living days behind bars. Other than the economic impact, unfortunately, that society pays for, I think that's a much better plan. These clowns, he, he's somewhere now. He's not suffering and it's the people that are, are the survivors of the families of, of the people he murdered that are the ones that are really suffering now and will for the rest of their lives. So I don't know. I just don't agree with the whole concept. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you very much. I didn't hear any of the victims' families say that they felt any closure, uh, but the... You know, it, it's a fucking tough deal all the way around. I'm not sure that even if you get the revenge that you're looking for, you're going to feel any better. The one thing about revenge is it always works better. It feels stronger before you fucking get it, you know, before you get it. And Fez's thing about making the guy suffer and trying to lower our society down to his level mm -hmm. is one of the things that I... I one of the reasons that makes me go, I'm not sure whether it works. I don't know whether the fucking strong thing 
is to have us act like him. You know? Uh, here's uh, Kevin in Florida. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron. I'm one of these North Florida inlanders you love to shit on so much. And uh, me and my parents were down there in Stark when they were tailgating and doing all that. We had to drive right through it. And uh, it was just a wild thing. It looked like something out of the Old West, the way these people celebrate the execution. Uh, and Ted Bundy, it was basically like a fish show. I mean, people were all it over was. the place. They were camping out and all excited yeah. about it. How old were you at the time, Kevin? I was 10 years old at the time. We were going through there, and I, it, I was amazed by it because it reminded me of the tailgating. Um, I lived there in Tallahassee. We tailgated at Florida State games, and it reminded me of something like that. I was like, what are they partying for, Dad? And they said, because they're going to kill that some bitch Bundy, is what he said. The concert's a good analogy because everyone was cheering as the hearse went by uh, after it was yeah. done like it was the limo. Yeah, they sure did. It was like they were, it was like the president came by. Everybody was just cheering and clapping and high five, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very it, it, that's not really a fucking society that you want to fucking live in either. You know, it becomes like um, the idiots that were at uh, that the way they would perceive it in Jesus's execution, where the people were throwing stuff and screaming and all. And the Romans would do that kind of stuff to keep the lower fucking people of the society, the lower class system, from fucking thinking properly. They didn't want them using intellect. They wanted them running on pure emotion. And to somehow come back and go, hey, look, we've given you people something. You know, look what we're doing for you. We're keeping you safe. And those people would be acting apeshit. And it was basically like the fucking monkey cage. And I don't know whether this is where you want your uh, countries, um, you, you want your country to be. Here's Kevin in Alabama. You're in Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, yeah. I was just calling because I, I read a study I'm driving, so I don't have the study in front of me. But they were talking about, a, uh, uh, they did a, a study of a bunch of victims, families, um, and they found out that the families that uh, actually forgave the uh, uh, the murders and uh, were in the long run so much happier than the ones that were uh, uh, that actually wanted to see him die and pushed for see him die. They were, they were talking about some of the ones that actually uh, pushed for them not to be put to death and how much happier their, the family was in the long run by actually forgiving them than actually seeking to revenge. Yeah, in terms of the victims' families, uh, I would imagine that's a pretty complex situation. And I don't have it in me to say to people, uh, you know, you'll be better off if you let go of your anger, or you'll be better off if you try to rebuild yourself. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people working in that field that would know the best way. But I don't know if you ever... if. If someone you loved is a victim of any of this kind of stuff, I don't know how those people are able to cope and move on. I'm sure that it takes years. In the same sense, you know, we talk about our own Chris Stanley uh, losing his mom. Everybody has advice for him. Everybody has good feelings for him. But it's really going to be up to him how where he puts that, you know? Uh, to say it's better to do this or it's better to do that, it probably really comes down to 
um, each person. Uh, Brad, Brad in Atlanta, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Do you, do you think that executions, whether it's from crucifixions back in the day to beheadings to hangings, was a more of a social deterrent, and that's why they wanted the, the crowds to be around to see it, to show other people don't be this way? Um, but you're saying that the people who weren't going to end up there. This fucking guy, this idiot fucking sniper, was not a person who could probably figure out the difference between wrong and right. Uh, he's probably nothing like you or anybody that you've ever met. So is this kind of, you know, when they bring up deterrence, it's going to deter a person like Fez, uh -huh. who was not going to do any of this stuff anyway. You know what I'm saying? There is no possible way that Fez is going to go, oh, I've, I'm planning out a murder, and I've decided, I've looked at the fucking pros and cons, and I've decided not to do it based on something that they did to another fucking person, another murderer. He's just not going to do the murder. It's not going to fucking happen. You're not deterring Fez. I call you when I have a spider in the house. Very true. Very, very true. So I'm not sure how the deterrent thing works. What was the fucking deterrent for those idiots that flew the fucking planes into buildings? They were, knew they were going to fucking die and still did it. These are people who fucking are literally fucking gone here. Their brains must be fucking jello. I can't imagine the thought of, I'm going to run a fucking... Uh, a plane into a uh, into a building. Well, how do you get out? I don't. <laughs> I don't fucking get that thinking. It doesn't fucking work for me. Uh, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, here's Dan in Florida. You're on a fez. Hi, Bonus. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, I was uh, down in uh, Lake Mary, Florida, going to high school, and on the way to school, I remember my buddy's Trans Am. How fucking great. Um, uh, the radio station might have even been you guys at the time, JRR, but they played Hell's Bells when uh, when they pulled the plug on Bundy, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, man. I'll never forget that shit. I, yeah, I that's why uh, it happened, to make you feel like it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> See you later. Yep. Run around all morning, rock and roll all day. This goes out to Ted Bundy. I'm Ken in North Carolina. You're running fast. Hey, Ron. Hey, fast. Yeah. Hey, uh. It's just uh, back to I, I agree with Fez on it. I, I think the guy should, uh, I think he should be tortured in the whole nine yards, one shot for every one he made. But uh, back where you were saying about how people can forgive, uh, my uncle was executed in a plant. Uh, I was a cop about ten years ago and uh, had to actually work with a guy in the in the jailhouse as he was going to court and everything and. Uh, I just I don't see how anybody can go back to a point and say they forgive anybody for for something like that. That's just to me I just don't understand how anybody could ever do anything like that. You know that's your family. You know it's eye for an eye. I, I just I don't understand how they can say that 
you know, I forgive them and everything's okay and, and life's going to go on. Well, if you, if you follow the Christian thing, you still have to forgive. If you follow yeah, that yeah. Bible that came up with the eye for, for an eye, it's, well, you, even, also, even after you do that, you still have to have forgiveness in your heart for that soul. That's after it, you know, but, but you got the eye for eye before, and then the forgiveness comes afterwards, you know. So, so uh, you are able to understand forgiveness. Uh, yeah, to a point, but, uh, I mean, uh, this, this guy that, that shot my uncle, uh, you know, over a job, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was. Uh, it, it's just. It, it took. It takes years, you know. After Absolutely. He was, he was killed and everything, but. And, and there are some people that can never let it go. There's some people that can never let it go, and I find that totally understandable. I find it totally understandable that people can let that last for 50, 60, 70 years, whatever it happens to be. That would be up to that to each one of those fucking people, uh, Chuck. In Los Angeles, California, home of the doors. Hey, man, uh, I just wanted to comment on where all these dumb fucks, crazy people, how they get started. I mean, it, it's the government. It's being in the military. I mean, from this sniper guy to this guy last week who killed 10 people, 13 people. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think that you could put the full blame that somehow they become trained killers and don't know how to turn it off. I mean, does the the military look for people who can just flip a squ uh, switch like that and kill people? Yeah, I think they absolutely do. I think that's part of being in the military. You want to find people who can kill without thinking about it and but, follow but follow the follow the uh, orders above them. I believe but, that's true. But, but Ronnie, here's the, here's the question. When you get into the military, don't you have to go through basic training that's about six, eight weeks? Mm -hmm. And then when your final day, there is no cooling down period whatsoever. It's like, see you later, thanks a lot. Um, again, you're in the middle. I mean, if, if what you were saying were true, we would have millions of people running around doing this. It wouldn't just right. happen occasionally. Right. You know, so I cannot sit there and say, uh, yeah, the military trained these people to kill, so that's w what they fucking became. But at the same time, if you had a military, and it doesn't matter whether it's a U.S. military, fucking Rwanda, wherever your military is, I think that you would be looking for young men who are like, yeah, I'm really in the mood to kill something. Please give me the gun, show me who I get to kill. I think we've always been looking for that since the beginning of uh, time. Uh, here's CB, you're on Manifest. Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all yeah. doing this morning? Good. What can we do for you, know, my friend? Well, you know, from a biblical standpoint, it's not about a deterrent. It's about uh, punishment. You know, you punish somebody for what they did, whether you forgive the crime or not. In, in the Old Testament, it was said, you know, that if you went against God's laws and he smote you, he didn't smite you to show others that he could. He did it because you were punished. In the New Testament, even Jesus said, render unto Caesars what are Caesars, meaning follow the laws of the land or you get the punishment. From a but why don't? Uh, but hey, at that point, um, do you feel the same way towards Obama? You feel like whatever taxes Obama comes up with, because if you followed that, you wouldn't be out there being a fucking teabagger, or you would just let Obama do whatever he wanted to do. So you can pick and choose in this book to make you feel better. But I don't see 
uh, any Christian following every fucking quote in there. I never see him go, you know what, I didn't vote for the guy, but Obama's Caesar now, so if he raises taxes, let's just go along with him. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Also, you need to remember this. We're not killing him based on anything in the Bible. We're killing him based on our laws, the United States laws. Um, here is uh, Ben in New Mexico. You're on Fez. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Hi. I'm wondering if this, if the, the death penalty in the eye for an eye was, uh, if it's maybe out of date because of things like the Internet and bookkeeping and the ability to transfer information back and forth to people. Well, and maybe let, let's in, be in the, fucking truthful about this because everyone brings up eye for an eye. That hasn't been used in fucking 2,000 fucking years. Well, yeah, All right? it, I mean, it's ridiculous to think if there was an accident here, Fez accidentally did something, had some chemicals, and Dave's eye went out, that we would take out Fez's eye. <laughs> it, and here's the other thing that you need to remember. When the eye for an eye thing was put in the Bible, that was a very liberal a bleeding heart thing to do. It used to be that if Dave would have uh, had an accident, lost his eye, he would have killed Fez, his family, burnt down the house, and taken his fucking livestock. The eye for an eye was to slow people down, to say, look, even though, Dave, Fez has done this thing to you, you only get so much back. Stop acting like you're, you can go on a fucking kill-crazy rampage. And I have to go around being called Winky. Um, you really, uh, have got to fucking pay attention to this stuff. Um, here is, uh, uh, let's go Bill. Bill in Iowa, you're on the Run Fest show. Hi. Um, people keep calling in and, and quoting from this book of fiction called the Bible, and, and that has nothing to do with anything of this. This is just a guy who was, who was a bad guy, and now he's gone. Uh, and you, uh, and it, it disturbs you when you hear people saying, well, this stuff comes from the Bible, and we need to go back uh, to the yeah, Bible. Yeah, there's ambiguity in the Bible. You know, this Bible's been translated, what, how many thousand times and how many thousands of years, and and from, from languages that don't exist anymore, we're going to sit here and quote this and have this Bible run our lives and have it run how we, how we go at day-to-day operations? Forget about it. It's a book of fiction. Book but of at the same time, Bill, I think it's really important for you to see that people lean on that for their votes, you know? It, you you can't act like that book has nothing to do with people's decision-making in the United States of America. Because if you believe that's fucking true, you're the one living in a fantasy world. People will do what their preachers tell them in terms of voting. Now, will they find loopholes for themselves? Fuck yeah, they will. Everybody does that. And these people can somehow figure out, well, I did get that blowjob while my kids were waiting at home, but I uh, talked to Jesus about it. It's okay now, and I'm on a straight and narrow. Everybody will make it work for him. Look, if you want to know the truth, that fucking son of Sam is carrying a book around with him all the time. Mm-hmm. Now... Here's the deal, Fezzi. You say you feel better because this guy is fucking killed in Virginia. Yes. How come you don't feel better? Uh, worse that Son of Sam is still alive. You know what I mean? Son of Sam terrorized this city. People were fucking scared shitless of him. He's sitting in some fucking cinder block room right now. 
and your life is none the worse for it. It really, to me, doesn't feel that much different in your regular life, whether that guy is put to death or he's like son of Sam. You guys aren't furious every day. Dave doesn't come in here. You believe that fucking son of Sam is still eating fucking breakfast? Drives me nuts. Whether we put them away or kill them doesn't seem like it has that much to do with most of our fucking regular lives. It really doesn't. Um, son of Sam isn't having a fucking great life. Uh, to be quite honest, this asshole wouldn't have a fucking great life if we let him out. He's a fucking mongoloid idiot. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Pat in Florida, you're on a Fez. Hey there, Ronnie. Hey, buddy. Um, uh, you know, I have to disagree with that one caller that said, uh, you know, you got to blame the military because they train these guys to kill. Well, that guy that went through, you know, did the killings of Fort Hood, I believe he came into the military as a, as a doctor and didn't have to go through the basic training that everybody else has to go through. And, you know, so that, you know, that negates that point of it's the military's fault. Cause but, they trained see, them. here's the thing. This guy probably would have been some kind of a fucking crazy lunatic if he was working at fucking Kmart. <laughs> they want to get back and, and blame the military because all oh, the military trains people to take lives, blah, blah, blah. But like I said, we would have Veterans Day would be fucking filled with kill crazy maniacs running up and down the street. It seems like people can handle this training without going berserk. There are people who have come back from Vietnam, come back from Iraq, whatever, committed fucking crimes, committed this. I don't know if you can put the whole things together. And as far as finding these people, making sure they get the psychological fucking help they need, this guy was a fucking psychologist. This guy probably knew more about book psychology then you, me, everybody else we fucking know. Uh, this, and this also wouldn't be surprising to me if Fez's fucking shrink goes running down the street shooting people tomorrow. A lot of those shrinks are fucking nutty. They're fucking whack sometimes. Uh, they only become interested in psychology, and I'm again, just some, but they become interested in psychology because they're trying to fix their own fucking brain. You weren't fucking interested in psychology when you were 16 years old because you were too busy fucking bird dog and pussy. Some other fucking guy who's got fucking hearing voices, he's like, what, what's the next book I can read? What's the I'm telling you that sometimes the most fucking stressed out weirdest people I've ever met are the ones reading the I'm okay, you're okay, or whatever this week's fucking psychology book is. The quick happy book. That shit is normally by people on the fucking edge. No one's ever feeling happy and saying, hey, I need to fucking read a book right now about feeling happier. Chicken soup. You never see fucking guys that are uh, just having the time of their life going, you know what? I need a little help from a book. Uh, Mark in Jersey, you're on Fez. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a tough subject, but um, uh, after a while, jail just becomes these guys' home. It, it's just, you know, it's, that's where they sleep and that's where they stay. That's where they eat. It becomes nothing more than their home. Yeah, we saw, I, saw Shawshank. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it should be up to the, the family's victims. Uh, honestly, uh, if they're the ones that are suffering, they should be able to decide. Here's what you need to understand. That's the worst person to ask if they decide. Uh, if I was to say to, to Dave... Let's suppose somebody uh, 
grab Casey's ass. Dave might want to fucking beat the guy with a fucking jack. You know what I'm saying? He's the worst person to decide what needs to happen. That's why the cops don't go picking up the victims' families and saying, come on, we're going to go get these motherfuckers <laughs> like it's the Old West. Because you're kind of, when something happens to someone in your family, you're kind of temporarily insane. I think we can relate to any, if somebody would have hurt somebody in Dave's family, and Dave says, I'm going to kill this fucker, we would all relate to Dave. We would also try and stop him and do the, Dave, the police are on this, we're going to take care, you know. Immediately, that's what society's fucking job to do, is to fucking chill out the person who's got a murderous rage. But we get fucking confused. This isn't really about what happened to the victims. The fucking, it's about what happened in the terms of the law. The law decides. And do you want the country to be after what Fez wants, which is fearful revenge that's it's that i mean i know it's emotional but that's exactly what i want it to me if if someone is going to the death chamber and they're feeling exactly what their victims felt it to me it feels like the perfect punishment you but put here's them the deal. in that situation we've taken a guy's life right mm -hmm. we all have we all act like okay he's got what's fucking coming to him but that's still not enough for you. Taking a life is not even an, enough for you. And that's what happens with the fucking revenge deal. You can't fucking satisfy it. It's like fucking saying to a fucking heroin addict, this is all the heroin you need. It's never going to be enough. <laughs> um, Someone sent me this, and this was about uh, when you keep hearing an eye for an eye for people. This is what Jesus had to say about the eye for an eye. And you said you've always believed in it, eye yeah, for an eye. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. Fez, you believe in it. Yeah. And part of what you're saying here is an eye for an eye. It's basically the same theory, yes. And you were raised a Christian, Dave. Mm -hmm. Catholic. Even better, you were a Catholic. The real deal. Right. It's so, Well, it's pure. Not the pussy Christianity. Um... Here's, uh, here's what a Christian had to say. Uh, and his name, J.C., all right? You might know him as Jesus Christ. I do know him, then. The only child of the Lord. Here's what he had to say about eye for an eye. Uh, you have heard that it, that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist one who is evil. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So that was the revenge factor that Jesus Christ was looking for at this moment if you're going to believe this quote at all. So all these people who say, I've found the Bible, here's what the Bible, this is what Jesus thought of the Bible. Right. Jesus thought it was crazy talk, the <laughs> Old Testament. Yeah. At least at this moment in time, if you're to believe that fucking quote, uh, quote um but that's i mean you know in a bigger biblical thing then why would god have punished satan you know god obviously believes in punishment well why don't you have that argument with jesus christ right. who seems to be the head of your church yeah so the person you're saying hey you've got something wrong is jesus christ right as you're walking around saying that you are a follower 
of Jesus Christ. The first person that you're ready to fucking sit down and argue with is Jesus Christ. And that, to me, sounds like somebody who's not a believer. That sounds, to me, like somebody who goes, I don't care what is said. I'm going to go on my own fucking way. No, it's just... I got no problem with that. It's just a thing that raises doubt. I mean, God's bigger than Jesus, right? Because God was, God was before Jesus. Mm -hmm. So God punished Lucifer. So by, you're not, by, so what your point is, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I'm a follower of God. You may be, my friend, same as your children, a Jew. You understand the Old Testament. You got no time for the one. I'm not you're, Jew. Seriously. I'm not Jew. Ava, no, stop Nagila, it. Ava. Stop but it. But your point is right. Why would we listen to the son? We listen to the father. Just like your children. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is Chris in New Jersey. Yeah, Ron, you're 100% right with the whole military thing. I mean, saying that the, uh, the military is the reason that these guys go crazy is just ludicrous. They're predisposed, and the military might set them off, but it's just because they're predisposed. I'm a med student. I rotated through uh, psycho, like psych wards and whatnot. We had six-year-olds that would just kill kittens. And, and we had one six-year-old who killed six puppies one time. We brought him in a few weeks later, and he was killing, he killed like six more puppies. They just have no comprehension. They don't know right from wrong. Well, I, I mean, the, the reality of here is that the military is going to attract a certain breed. Like these people who go, wait, you get to kill? I'm going to go into the military. What the military then is supposed to do is weed those fuckers out. You know what I mean? Like, there is psychological training in the military for people to find out who can kill but follow orders and kill. Hmm. I mean, even though they set you up to kill, it's not a fucking uh, some kind of a golden ticket where you get to run through and rape and do whatever you want. Those people are still treated like criminals. Happens in, in any kind of a war situation. They and some people snap. Some people, it's not they set out to do that. They get around the craziness and they just fucking snap. They had a thing the other day that they said that 75% of young men eligible to go in the army, age-wise, are ineligible because too crazy, too stupid, or already too criminal. Yeah, I don't think that that's tough to believe. I don't, I, don't, I, I honestly think... Uh, that that's not too hard to believe. And then by the people that you do accept, how many of them go on to become, you know, really good soldiers? There's a lot of people that are just too soft or they're just, they're, uh, their kind of nature runs into pacifism. So they kind of become, eh, we'll find something for them to do, but we really shouldn't put them in the foxhole. But I don't know, I mean, why would you think it would be more difficult to find that than it would be to find professional athletes. I mean, why should it be easier? You know, at a time that we had gigantic fucking armies is when we actually needed uh, a lot of bodies. You know, hey, I need you 500 guys to make sure you run in there. Out of those 500 guys, probably only a handful of them were real soldiers. The rest of them had, you know, World War II type guys. Mm. Uh, a lot of those guys didn't want to be there, weren't good at it, hit the beach with everybody else. Use up some fucking bullets. It's not saying that those weren't really brave people, uh -huh. and they don't fucking deserve, you know, any uh, accolade that they get. But at the same time, they probably weren't pure soldiers. You know, there's some people that are 
cut out for this type of work that can disassociate where they need to, uh, and then, of course, associate really fucking a lot when they need to. I'm sure that's a rare breed. Mm. I'm sure it's a rare thing to find somebody really, really uh, what they, they want to do with this. Um, here is uh, Ryan in Maryland. You're in Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, um, my brother had a, uh, a vehicular uh, accident, um, DUI, and his, uh, he made a plea agreement with the DA, mm. and the day he was supposed to go to court, uh, the DA spoke with the family, and there was no uh, there was no manslaughter charge or anything like that. It was just an accident. And after speaking with the family, they changed the deal on him. They uh, canceled out his deal and said because the family wants you to go to jail for ninety days rather than thirty, uh, that's what we're going to give you. So, um, I mean, you know, we still live in a society where we actually ask ask the victims. Yeah, obviously, and and I think that we do also want that. You know what I mean? I think that we want to say to the victim's family, you're all, uh, are you comfortable with this? Is this something that, you know, you, you want us to go through? At the same time, DAs can lose cases based on that all the time. That would be up to each DA on, on how, and I really don't know a real lot about the law other than brushing up against it a couple of times. But there have been people that, you know, you push for too much, and a, and a jury itself will say, no, we're not going to do that. You know, we're not going to give you that. But it is not up to the to the families to decide what the punishment is going to be. At the same time, do they have a right to be heard? Absolutely. Of course. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Ken in New Jersey, you're on run fez Hey, Ron, I thought I'd weigh in on this because uh, my grandfather was murdered in Broward County, Florida in 1985, and I, his murder has never been found, and I, but I do not and have not ever supported the death penalty, no matter who it's for, and, and you know, obviously it, it directly hit my family, but I still don't support the death penalty. Uh, and that, that was something before you did not... No, I, I never have. And, you know, people say, well, wait till it happens to your family. Well, it happened to my family. And I, if the murderer were to ever be caught, I still would not support the death penalty. I think that would diminish my grandfather's legacy as well as my own. So, Yeah, but you know, to be totally honest, that's an opinion that you've held for a long time. Um, and when it was tested for you, uh, it, it held up. But I, I don't know what the, if it would for anyone, for everyone. No, I don't think it would for everyone. I think most people, you know, most people assume that, you know, as people said, if you ask the victim's family, you know, they'd, they'd vote for something terrible to happen to the murderer. I'm just saying that in in my case, uh, you know, it's not true of all family members is what I'm trying to say. Uh, here is Brian in Philly. You're on Fez. Hey, buddies. How you doing? Good. Hey, um, addressing the topic of uh, punishment in the Bible, um, God uh, punish Satan, yes, uh, but by exiling him from the kingdom of heaven, not executing him as he did have the ability to do. Uh, when Cain killed Abel, the punishment wasn't death. The punishment was exile from Eden. And uh, even Jesus preached, you know, the ultimate reward is entering the kingdom of God. Obviously, the uh, reverse would be the punishment would be uh, being denied entry or exiled from the kingdom of God at the end. Well, so, uh, uh, putting him in hell, then, is says that then God's a torturer. 
is basically what this guy's saying. I'm saying that, you know, I wouldn't torture anybody. I would just kill them. I, I wouldn't torture anyone. So you just, also disagree with God? Not just his son, but God. I disagree the fact that God is... If Dave this, McDonald. If this guy's right... Hold on. Dave McDonald, renegade Catholic. He's a Catholic that plays by his own rules. And I'm ready to get this on, hopefully on FX this year. <laughs> Dave McDonald. Oh, I love FX. Yeah. Uh, one of the problems, we're just going to have to... Change the way you dress. Okay. Because well, you're not dressed like a TV star. Well, I got Team Zisu t-shirt on The t-shirt is not bad. The way that it looks like uh, you pulled it out of a cum dunk dumpster <laughs> is bad. It looks like you've slept, fucked, and shit in that shirt. No way. I pulled this right out of the dryer this morning. Come on. Were you in the dryer with it? <laughs> no. Because you look like a ragamuffin. <laughs> well, look. If that you know what is... I want to get for yeah. the interns? What? An iron and an iron board, and have them take care of Dave every day before. I want you coming in here clean pressed. Okay. Ready for work. I mean, my clothes are pretty clean. You don't clean. look like you're climbing the corporate ladder. You really don't. I had a button down shirt, but I left it upstairs. You got a button down mind, is what you fucking have. <laughs> you know what I, um, I like about that? He's got the Team Zizo. It's a big Z. And two other little Z's. Right. But when you uh, lay on your side, it looks like the end. And that's, uh, you know, it's kind of giggling whenever you lay down for a second. <laughs> lay on the... Mm. Yeah, there it is. It's nice. I got a nice little outfit that you got on. Yeah. Well, it ends. You like movies, huh? I do. Uh, I do like movies, Ron. Last night at the Paris, right around the corner here, uh, Mr. Fox world premiere, they were all out there. Oh, fuck. I had no idea. Would have been there doing Twitty, Twitty on it up. Everybody came by, and they're like, yay, yay. Mr. George Clooney came by, and the, the gate, the, the fences were given. People were going so crazy. Just insane. He is America's sweetheart. I don't see eye-to-eye -eye with America on that either. That and uh, gay marriage, the two things that you and America disagree. You must feel like every day you wake up behind enemy lines. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that, yes. Mm. I feel like that, too, but only when I'm doing this show with you guys. <laughs> That's a shame, though. A lot of time uh, I'll be uh, doing this show. As a matter of fact, over the last hour. And I'll look over at you and I'll think, what are those guys doing <laughs> when they're in here? Good uh, seats? No. I'm talking about I'm I'm accusing God of fucking shit up. I know. I don't want that because now all the Godheads have called one after another. And I'll have to stay with that for a while. We actually need to break here. Um, so that special guest we may get tomorrow? Today, at after three. It may be. I don't know. I'm still talking about booking. Well, we'll see. We will see. Um, and, uh, we're doing an Unmasked tomorrow, and then another one on Tuesday. Tuesday morning. You got the audience for tomorrow? Yes. You have Tuesdays yet? No. Maybe tomorrow we'll announce and... Because everyone complains that the people just that went to the others get to go, but maybe we'll put an open one up tomorrow. Cool. Because this is a major one on Tuesday. Yeah. Not that tomorrow's won't be fun. No. But uh, Tuesdays is, you know, one of those stand in line to meet people type deals. All right, we're going to break here. Um, oh, I'm going to bring this up when we get back. Who did I find out that Pepper Hicks cock block from doing the Ron and Fez oh. show told booking... We are not interested. I'll give away a hint right now. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he told uh, 
he said, no, we're not interested. And I only found about this after the fact, because sometimes you get people and sometimes you don't. But normally he'll at least say to me, do you want this person? This time I find out he cocks blocks Jimmy Buffett. We'll find out why when we get back. Run a face show. Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with oil Strumming my six train Yeah, there it is On my front porch swing Smell of shrimp there So what got this started is I found out on a sheet that we turned down an opportunity to to interview Mr. Jimmy Buffett, and I said to the booking people, I go, I never even heard of that, and they said, uh, yeah, Chris Stanley has already turned it down. Yeah, fuck this cocksucker. <laughs> Where does that come from? Fucking terrible. How, how do you come up with the fucking idea for fucking writing a song of Margaritaville? It's a ville, right? It's like yeah. a little place that you have margaritas. Here's what you don't understand. Margaritaville, uh, it exists in your mind. That place in your mind that when you leave your cubicle job wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a parrot hat, you can go to. It sounds like living hell. I'm so lovely. Yeah, honest. It's bad. It's bad. It's like fucking this guy's like a parody song guy, but he's huge and respected among <laughs> assholes. You just don't like the Jimmy Buffett, huh? Yeah, I was going through Delight, and it's fucking cheeseburger and paradise, peanut I, butter conspiracy. I don't fucking get it. Here's what I... <laughs> I thought cheeseburger and paradise, honestly, hungry. was a joke. Never Until Dave thoughts. played it for me. Well, let me go back to Chris Stanley, who was speaking. What did you say? I thought cheeseburger and paradise was seriously a fucking joke song. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't think it was real until Dave played it for me. And I'm hearing this fucking guy actually made a song about making cheeseburgers. And he's fucking popular. <laughs> he's very popular. Um, uh, Dave, you, uh, here's the weird thing. Dave, uh, hates the son of God, and, uh, Chris Stanley <laughs> hates the son of a son of a sailor. I am in big trouble here with these guys. So you just, you just thought you would turn it down like if somebody said, oh, by the way, I can bring in, uh, AIDS to the studio. <laughs> no, yeah. don't. Like the Cast of the Hills. It's just getting fucking turned down. I put in the cheeseburger song. Maybe it'll turn you around a little bit. He didn't know that it was real, Dave? No, I had to pull in, uh, I had this character, Faddles, who only made one <laughs> appearance in the Ron Fed show. And uh, I, I said, I said, you, uh, Pepper, we have to play the Cheeseburger in Paradise song by Buffett. <laughs> and he didn't know it was real? <laughs> no, it, I have the whole thing memorized. I love that song. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Made an Losing weight sunflower seeds. Drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up a race, but it's not. I'd have these wonderful dreams. Some kind of sensuous treat. Not zucchini, fettuccine, vulgar wheat, but a big warm bun and a huge hunk of meat. Cheeseburger in paradise. He's 
just describing what's on a cheeseburger. This isn't a fucking song. It's a menu. It's not a cheeseburger anywhere. You're in a really nice place. Probably right outside Margaritaville. What's so gloomy about singing about cheeseburger? I, I think it's nice. How's this guy make any money? Why does anyone take him seriously and give him money for tickets? Or merch? <laughs> merch is the big deal there. Gotta get my merch. cheeseburger fucking t-shirt. Um, Charlie in Virginia, you're on Fez. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I, I gotta agree. I mean, this guy hasn't had a hit song in, what, 30 years? It just proves that any buffoon can make a million dollars by fooling the American public. Well, he is a... You have to give from a marketing point of view everything. He went, look, the Grateful Dead people are deadheads because they like the dead. I have a small audience. How can I get them to follow me around? I'll call them parrot heads. Mm. And then I'll tell them to bring other people in. And, you know, they kept bringing people and they make this big party atmosphere. But this is... Listen. This is the best part. Now, just so you know, you got to cheer when he says big draft beer. That's uh, Wait, part of the excitement. Oh, yeah. oh, This is a gigantic thing of, this is of tailgaters taking over the country, where the tailgating is more important than, and I'm going to use this uh, liberally, but uh, the art. So there's no difference between the tailgate and the art. Um, here is, uh, here we go. There you go. It's good. Here's Lauren, Texas. Yes, sir. Uh, Chris may not like him necessarily, but how much money has Jimmy Buffett made and how much money has Chris made? And so then decide the I, popularity. I, hold on. Why is that the criteria whether something's good or not? I'm just making a point. But then I could walk into any great chef and tell him, your food's not as good as Arby's. Look how many more Arby's there are. Uh, sometimes popularity is a way to see that, you know. The weird thing is that he just took upon himself, like, I'm going to save the show and just turn this down myself. <laughs> yeah, but save us embarrassment of having Jimmy Buffett on. Uh, Paul in Florida, you're in Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, it's definitely a southern thing because I'm from, from Connecticut originally, and I never heard of him until I moved to uh, to Florida. And people looked at me like I was crazy when I didn't know who Jimmy Buffett was. I'd never heard of him up north. You you get terrorized in pool bars by fucking Jimmy Buffett lookalikes <laughs> playing <laughs> the same eight fucking songs. And yep. the only way I can listen to this guy is if I'm wet and I'm fucking already fucking in the pool and wasted. Um, the whole thing of, uh, you know, the, the whole fucking thing is just really marketing something. It's almost like Disney in a way. Jarrett and Tampa, you're in Yeah, once again, I have to agree with um, Chris Stanley a million percent. I've been to the island where he wrote this song, The Cheeseburger in Paradise. You can only get there down by boat. It's in Boca Grande. <laughs> and they don't even deliver french fries with the fucking thing. What a shitty song. That's hysterical. <laughs> I don't care for the Heinz 57 on it. <laughs> He's very hungry. He's very thirsty. What's the problem? You love him, huh, Dave? Uh, it's like, well, yeah. I loved him as a, since I was a kid. Ken in Montreal. 
Davey Mac, how do you stand upright? You clearly don't have a hip bone in your body. Oh! <laughs> Big ass prize closet. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna my fucking I'm gonna steal that fucking line at Thanksgiving. I'm going to fucking hit somebody in my family with that. Uh, Ken goes to the big-ass prize closet. Give him something nice. Give him Buffett. <laughs> um, let me say something about that. Then you're also saying Ed Bradley and Harrison Ford aren't hip because they yes. were best friends with uh, Jimmy yes. Buffett. And they all got I'm earrings clearly together. saying that. Uh, Dave in Carolina. Uh, let us not forget this drunk James Taylor lookalike also wrote a book. Yeah, because people get to stand in line and buy the book from him. I haven't read the book yet. Oh, it's good. He talks about drinking, mm. and just he talks about being like you know, uh, out on the sea. It should be a recipe book. This is my personal fate. This is a this type of song belongs in a Burt Reynolds movie. Where's Buffett even from? He sounds like a southern asshole. Alabama. Oh fuck. <laughs> Don't love Jesus. All right, stop having fun, Dave. Really was that kind of night. Trying to tell myself that my condition is improving. And if I don't die by Thursday, I'll be rolling Friday night. Oh, God. <laughs> Seriously. It's all about being hungover, but trying to make your way but back. But here's the thing. He doesn't fucking drink. Do you know that? No, Buffett hasn't had a drink in decades. It's a fucking gimmick. He's playing to the seeds. Wait, are you like yes. one of those comedians who doesn't really smoke? Yes. Come on. I'm telling you the truth. He a doesn't drink. A sober man couldn't write these songs. Why not? He's playing it to drunks. He, it, it's a marketing fucking game. Let me see what the seeds will buy. Um, John, in Georgia, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um... You know, you've known Chris Stanley for a couple of years now, and I just can't believe you haven't learned not to question the genius slash madness that is Chris Stanley. I will say this. He's the only one that cares about the show and the only one that has a an opinion of what would work. And then Dave said, why don't we have him? He's popular. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what's that got to do with anything? Well, I mean, Chris a Stanley lot of people like basically him. feels like he doesn't fit in with the RBIs. Well, from uh, from uh, just a, a, a successful singer songwriter vantage point, he's a very very successful man. He writes yeah. about cheeseburgers, though. <laughs> What's wrong with that? You eat them. Yeah, you don't sing songs about them. Fuck that. Why not? <laughs> you should. It's just like a musical lunch. Uh, Walker in Englewood, you're in Fez. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, if you go to a Jimmy Buffett concert and you skim through the tailgate, it's one of the most horrific things you'll see, and it makes you really sad about American uh, culture. What you're going to find is a bunch of, like, 30-something, 40-something corporate douchebags. All they're doing is just getting fucked up and looking for young pussy. That's all it is. And they don't know shit about music if they're there. It, it kind of is the same people who would be in the office. It's that fucking, the guy who runs the office would be there. What young pussies at Jimmy Buffett concert anyway? Well, none. none. This was actually my first concert ever. Like uh, I was 11 years old, and my friend's mom got me, him, and a couple other kids tickets. Yeah, and you were probably the coolest fucking person there. It was great. We had fins to the left and fins to the right. We were the only ones in sight that day. Uh, Lee in Virginia, you're on Fez. Right. 
Hey, it's so insane here in Virginia. You can even buy a state-issued license plate for your car. It says Parrot Head on it. And he's not even from Virginia. Uh, here's Eric in Wisconsin. Hey, how's it going? I'll, I'll tell you what. I've been to Buffett's past eight years in a row. And the guy's talking about the tailgating. It's unbelievable. I've never seen so many tits before in my life as you see at a Buffett concert. They're yes, on the men. Because it's <laughs> fucking cruel. Um, no, and they're also Buffett's also a minority owner of the Miami Dolphins. Which I minority? Mean, stadium was named. Lancer. This is all over this. This is just back here. Eric, call every day. Very quietly putting shivs in this guy. Um, the yeah, the thing is, uh, from a corporate point of view, the guy's a great marketer. He could give a fuck what Chris Stanley thinks. He's just, I'm serious. He, like anybody else who has a product, doesn't care about the people who who doesn't buy. He finds out the people who do buy from, what other little knickknacks do they want? This mm. whole thing about showing their tits, of course, is ripped off from Mardi Gras. They throw in each thing. The parrot head thing is directly lifted off a of fucking deadhead. Except for the deadheads didn't buy a fucking hat that the the band could sell them. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing what he's been able to fucking pull off with this stuff. Um, here's uh, Mike in Boston. You're on a fez. Hey, Ron. Um, I just need to thank you that you have Pepper doing the booking and not Dave. I mean, if it was up to Dave, you'd have fucking Mickey Rivers and the Twilight Kids in every day. Here's I mean, the difference, Mickey though. Rivers. Yeah, here's the difference. What's wrong with that? Fucking Dave wouldn't be able to get Mickey Rivers in here. He would blow every one of these things. Oh, I, I'll get you, Mickey. The only you thing Mickey, Dave I'll get you, Mickey. Uh, came up with is, of course, having the basketball yesterday. And I had to thank... Sorry I didn't get the opportunity to thank you. Thank that you, was not Dave's idea. That was my idea, Ronnie. The basketball was my idea that Dave and Pepper lied about. He did give you props for paying for the basketball. Yes. And I can't wait till we give it away because it's going to be a fine Christmas uh, present. Uh, and you talk about regifting? Yes. Run it off to... Oh, God, this song is starting to kill me. Pop. Oh, it's great, though. Bring cream a little dabble, do you? I wonder uh, uh, why that woman married you. <laughs> because she has such great musical well, okay. taste. Wait, like, uh, it, it was my childhood. It was like my brother gave it to me as like a starter set of music. Same time you got herpes? <laughs> when I was like, it was like one of my first cassettes. Now, I'll admit, by the time fucking 91 rolled around, Seattle happened. I kind of left Jimmy uh, on the uh, musical bookshelf. But I think that your childhood music always sticks with you in, in some kind of fashion. Uh, Mike in Long Island, you're on Run of Fez. How you doing, guys? I just stopped um, listening to Dave about did, ten minutes did, ago. Did you guys touch it on the uh, Land Shark beer that this guy produces? I believe he owns the rights to... Uh, it's produced in Margaritaville, USA, and it's... Uh, the Marlins play in Land Shark Stadium. I don't know how much of that he owns, but the guy is a monster. He should be named Warren Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost if Warren Buffett had a couple of fucking tunes. Um, that's fucking hysterical. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Dane in Maryland, you're Ron Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. Yeah. Uh, I'm in Frederick, Maryland, and it was a hamburger joint that was called Hamburgers in Paradise. And the lawyers uh, made them uh, change the name. Now it's called Beef and Buns in Paradise. They couldn't have burger in paradise in the same thing. No. And also, too, my, my family bought me a, 
a Jimmy Buffett margarita maker. 400 bucks for this thing. Like, I don't know how to make a margarita. I need a machine to make it. And he sells them as well? Oh, my God. He's got these. Yeah, anywhere from 200 bucks to 400 bucks. How much money does this guy need? That must be his version of the Foreman Grill. He he, he should call himself P.T. Barnum. <laughs> and just fucking going from town to town playing to the seeds. Here's, if they fucking realize this, if you just want to sit outside and drink, uh, do it without Jimmy Buffett. Just go out to a parking lot and sit there with your friends. You don't need to go inside. Does he really send more cease and desist letters than the Olympics and Super Bowl combined? You're not allowed to call it the Jimmy Buffett concert. You have to call it the big show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who has a buffet is getting a letter. Uh, Jeff in Lexington, you're in Fez. Yeah, hey, guys, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, this Buffett guy's got a, a chain of restaurants going up all over the nation now. They're all called Mar Margaritaville. You know, it's really bad food that's really overpriced, and they play his concerts on a big screen, just a loop of it. And then every time a certain song comes on, all of the waitresses stop and they do a little line dance right in the middle of the restaurant. It's just, it's awful. Probably Finn's. Um, it's really, I don't understand where the, see, I don't have the pure hate. That he has. I get, and some of these songs from back in the day, back in the 70s, you know, he had a couple of fucking clever songs there before he got into this shit that you like, Dave. Well, I mean, I, I just always saw him as like a southern Billy Joel. I mean, it wasn't my mom, my first. And that's not enough to hate? <laughs> my first tapes that my well, mom gave me. Let's go to Dave. Uh, let's go to Chris Stanley. Why the hate, Chris? Because I meet other just, people like you. It's so bad. It's just so bad. It's just it's hard for me to understand what type of person goes to a Jimmy Buffett concert and who really fucking enjoys this shitty, shitty music. And it just hurts me that there's other better things out there that fucking do so much worse. Savage, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Long time caller. First time listener. Uh, hey, real uh, funny. Let, let me just get out of it for doing the same. You're doing that as if it's a new fucking joke. Uh, here's Tyler in Texas. You're on Fez. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? What can we do for you, buddy? Hey, I just got to say that uh, Come Monday and uh, Mother Ocean are two of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> All right, let's go, to, let's go to Come Monday so you can enjoy it with us. All right, we're going to drop Son of a Sailor for just a, for just a sec. And I want you to be able to convince Chris Stanley. Oh, he hung up? I want Chris Stanley to listen to this and tell me when he's tapping out. Getting up. To San Francisco for the Labor Day weekend show. I got my hush puppies on. All right, fuck I this shit. <laughs> that quick? Going up to the Labor Day show with some hush puppies. <laughs> fuck that. He's wearing a hush puppy. What's the big deal? Pussy. Okay. Oh, wait, here's the. Now we're getting to the hook. That you can tell because the strings are coming up. It'll be Why don't you bring her with you then? You <laughs> fucking drunk? Yeah. Alright, now you're just picking apart his lyrics. Yeah, fuck him. Rent a cars and westbound trains. 
Here's Pete in uh, Wisconsin. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm just calling. I uh, used to DJ at a resort in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, well, actually, Wisconsin Dells is the water park capital of the world. I used to, in my job description, have to play Buffett on the hour. Completely ruined the man for me. I cannot listen to him. I can't change the channel quick enough. Just because you heard too much? A year's worth of Buffett on the hour will kill you. That's 40 Buffett songs a week. Insane. Here's Rich in Hollywood. What do you got for me, buddy? Jimmy Buffett is to music what Star Wars is to movies. Ouch. Put the character in a movie so he can sell you some shit. Jimmy Buffett writes a song so you'll buy some shit. No uh, wonder. On. No on. wonder Dave loves him. Come it's on. George Lucas, the <laughs> no. singer. I don't um, buy the merchandise. I don't like the songs. Let's talk to somebody that we all trust in. Uh, Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny? Who are you oh, backing boy. up here, Dave or Chris uh, Stanley? I, I just don't fucking get it. I never understood it. I don't understand it. I don't know how he has these fanatical followers. I, don't, I just don't get it. He Marketing. Made... you got to give him all the credit in the world oh, oh, listen, for being a great listen. businessman. All the credit in the world. He's got Landshark beer. I mean, he's got his own beer, for Christ's sake, at this point. I don't understand it. The restaurants are everywhere, and they're hugely popular. Uh, and they make tons of cash, and he makes tons. He's like always consistently one of the biggest touring acts out there, but I don't get it. There's a lot of things I don't get, but he's definitely one of the things I don't understand. I think what he's done is kind of marketed a feeling. It's almost it's, like he is happy hour. Mm. So, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. He, he's put out, I mean, they, they have, they've done everything from, they have everything from, from the beer to they have a catalog, the Margaritaville catalog. I mean, they sell the margarita machines. They have the most unbelievable new product, this, this grill that they have that hooks onto your bumper for tailgating. You hook it right into your trailer hitch, and it's a beautiful grill. I mean, they, they just, they, it's a lifestyle. That's what he's, he's become a lifestyle. It's, so it's he's Martha Stewart. Pretty much, yeah. And Martha it's Stewart's almost guitar. like, even though, like with Martha Stewart, it could annoy you, but then you're like, well, you got to give her some credit for being able to really squeeze every dime out of her followers that she possibly can. That's what Buffett has done. Yeah, it's 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 just, uh, you know, he, he's definitely, whoever's behind the whole thing is an unbelievable marketing person because he, they've turned it into something bigger than the dead, bigger than the fish who had all those followers. It's become bigger than that with a totally different, you know, it's not a hippie, crazy crowd. I mean, these are, you go to a Buffett show and it's, it's businessmen. You yeah, know, it's, I mean, as far as being a, a lifestyle, like you said, it really isn't. It's a pretend lifestyle. It's almost like if he was selling um, getaway weekends or something, you know, like it's almost like a dude ranch rather than a cowboy. Yes. Absolutely, and I just don't, it baffles me whenever, I just went into the first time forever, went into a Margaritaville when I was out in Vegas, and it was like, it's right on the strip in Vegas, it was a Tuesday, or no, it was a Monday, I'm sorry, and it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the place was balls to the wall with people drinking and eating, and they were on like an hour wait, and I'm just like, I don't understand this. Did it make you want to put some Buffett memorabilia up in the Hard Rock? <laughs> I thought about it. You'd probably get a cease and desist. I don't That's know if, his. I get, I, if I get like famous. I'd have to buy some of his famous pants and see. I think he does shorts though, so I'd have to buy famous shorts. Don't get it. Just That's don't really get it. funny. <laughs>
All right, here's some of the stuff that he owns. He's got the restaurant chains, Margaritaville, Cheeseburger in Paradise. He owns the minor league baseball teams. He has a part in the uh, Dolphins. Between all of his holdings, he makes $100 million a year. Now, what gets there is a guy who's making $100 million a year who also thinks, I need to start selling grills. You're already <laughs> made... If, if you want to drop out Jimmy Buffett, you got the fucking cash. So that's the funny part of this. He ain't dropping out of shit. He's nope. fucking working harder than if he had an MBA. <laughs> he there is it. nothing drop out about him. <laughs> he definitely keeps chugging. They, they were going to open a casino in Atlantic City for a while, Margaritaville Casino. They were going to take over one down there, but it fell through. But it was going to be... An entire casino hotel based on Margarita, on, on the song. Stop. All right. We got to break you. Thanks, Johnny. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, we're going to be back in um, just a few moments. You had something on your mind, Ophes. Yeah. What, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was... Um, Women, you know what? I don't have any experience dating. Oh, that's true. But so we'll pick that up as soon as we come out. Fez doesn't have any experience dating, but he has something he wants to say about it. I love it, Fez. Now, PennyStockChaser.com. PennyStockChaser, PennyStockChaser, chasing stocks all day and night. If you want to get into the stock market, consider... Did you say cock market? I said stock market. Then go on. Consider penny stocks. Because I was about to slug you. A lot of these will increase, they will double, triple. They have some that they've recommended at PennyStockChaser.com that have increased by 4,600%. Those are my favorites. That's what I call the Ronnie B. go-to stock. Uh, here's what you want to do if you want to get involved in this. Find out what I buy and buy it immediately. Because <laughs> that fucker's going to straight up, straight up, because I don't play games with the market. Now, you can find a lot of these picks at PennyStockChaser.com. They're going to give you the info. They're going to give you notices. Let me just say this. Info is short for information. So don't be scared when Fez starts to use some of this lingo. Info is simply information. You're going to get hot stock alerts and emails directly to you. And now an email will show up on your home computer or PC. PennyStockChaser.com. PennyStockChaser. PennyStockChaser. They also have tens of thousands of members. Millions and billions of members. Tens of thousands. But still. That will, sh that will share all their advice with you, too. Because what they're looking for, more information. So the more members there are, the more uh, information and stock tips that are being shared. Sign up today and get that free stock alert sent to your email address. Go to PennyStockChaser.com. Here's a pick they've got going right now. PNTV. PNTV, it's gone from $0.02 cents to $0.11 cents since they announced it. That's PNTV. And you can check all this out at PennyStockChaser.com. Remember, individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. And remember to always invest wisely at PennyStockChaser.com. Now, Fez has no experience dating. None at all, Fez? No. Never been out on one date? Um, Never had a big no. date? Well, when we no. come back here, Fez Watley is going to give you advice about dating. Because you got something on your mind? Yes, there's something about dating that confuses me. Uh, and also, coming up a little later on in the show, 
It's Twitter gossip. And we will find out who won the 202 Friends Twitter contest somewhere involved in there. All coming up on the Run Fest show. I've seen a lot of things, but nothing really takes my breath away anymore. But the other day I saw something that scared the shit out of me. Baby Hitler. Walking down the street in New York City Serious 197. We gotta find ourselves a Smurfette. Smurfette. Not some like tight ass middle sex chick, you know? Like this cute little blonde that'll get down and dirty with the guy, like Smurfette does. Smurfette doesn't fuck. That's bullshit. Smurfette fucks all the other Smurfs. Why do you think Papa Smurf made her? Because all the other Smurfs were getting too horny. Run a Fez show, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, well, in this case, of course, Chris Stanley wins. Dave McDonald loses once again. No Jimmy Buffett booking. Chris Stanley's already cock-blocked it. And if you look the thing over, we did the back and forth, but you have to really see... Jimmy Buffett as the Bill Clinton of pop music, where he took something that some people believed in and marketed back to him. As long as they're enjoying themselves in the fantasy, what does it hurt? Now it's time for the big cat. You know him better as Fez Marie Watley. Dating is on his mind. What's happening, Fez? I was looking into dating, you know, some dating things online, because eventually I would like to date. And I noticed this thing. What? Why would a guy actually order for a woman in a restaurant? Why would someone order for their date in a restaurant? Is that supposed to be romantic? Well, it's romantic in the way of this. You're taking this woman to a restaurant that she's not used to, and you're ordering for her. That's the romantic part of it. Right. It seem, It doesn't seem romantic. And what it seems like is impolite. Well, it's it's exciting beyond. It's like this. I'll if I go out with people and they go, this is my place. This is what we have to have. I love it. That's one of my favorite experiences. So, yeah, I will uh, let a woman order for me if she knows the place or knows that dish. And then it's really incredibly exciting in a way because you're like saying I'm putting this experience in your hands so in that way it's a little almost sexual so I mean but when the waiter comes over and the guy will say and the lady will have yeah that seems really that's demeaning to me like it's like you would do that with a child well, well, no. when, when you're and 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 junior will have the McNuggets it's not that she it's not like she says to herself 
uh, what I want is soup and a salad, and you go, no, and then you order for her, that would be impolite. The point is, don't you worry about a thing. I'm going to order everything and make this a fantastic uh, experience for you. Now, I would let a woman do that for me in a heartbeat if she knew the place. I'd let anybody do it for me. Mm. You know, if they're like, this is the joint, you've never eaten anything like that, eat that food. Don't be like, no, I don't like that kind of food, so just give me a steak. Then you're not having the fucking uh, experience. But you're not going to, uh, you know, push her aside. And then the other part of it, I think, is like, it, it's setting up, and, and a lot of that stuff you're talking about is like old school, where the man is already saying, See how I'm going to take care of things. So I know that you told me what you like, but let me get it for you perfectly, and I'll order it this way. In the same way, if you're out with somebody who knows wine, uh, you'll let them order the wine. You just don't go, I like white wine. <laughs> well, we're having me. Uh, it doesn't matter. I still like white wine. You, you want to go along with it. Well, it's, it seems too old school where it's like the woman isn't allowed to speak when the waiter comes to the table. Yeah, you're seeing this somehow differently. You're seeing that somehow she's been taken against her will almost uh, like rape. Fez is seeing mm -hmm. someone ordering for him as being like rape. But I'll say this about you because you say you want to get into the dating world. You tend to order a lot of pork chops no matter where we go. Sure including seafood restaurants. So you're not getting the full deal of being open to a new experience. Uh, yeah, right, but I would be, but if somebody said if somebody said here's what Fez will have, I think that would be good for you. I would just feel like I was some sort of, you know, subservient person there. Why, why would the guy want to force something into your mouth that's bad? He's taking you and basically getting the special for you. I'm glad you brought this up. Because it seems like already you see dating as you versus them. No, no, I think it would be me versus them if, if I wasn't allowed, if, if someone spoke to the waiter for me. Then I would think, all right, that's someone who's trying to dominate me. Right, but do you know French? Do you know Italian? Do you know how to order this fucking thing properly? Do you know what wines go with it? It would be crazy for you to not go, you're taking me here. Let's have this experience. Almost in a way, if you go to a concert, you know, you don't want to fucking set up the playlist and say, here's what I want to hear. You want to let the concert unfold. Mm. Um, Dave in South Carolina, you're on a Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Mm -hmm. If uh, if someone invites you over uh, to their house for dinner, like for a home cooked meal or something, do you think think rude that they plan your dinner for you and serve you, or do you think you need input on what you want to eat before they cook it? That's a totally different situation. Not at all. Absolutely different. No, no, no. I don't think it is at all. I think it's only because you think of food. As a place to go have meat, potato, fill up, go home. That's been your restaurant experience up to this point in your life. But it's about a, a, a way more than that. It's not just, I'm hungry, let's eat, let's have an experience. That's what you're after here. Uh, Dan in Knoxville, you're a manifest. Yeah, it's, it's, not like, it's not like she's just being 
bamboozled out of nowhere, and the, the guy's just ordering for her without her knowing about it. While they're while they're talking over the menu, the woman usually say, "I'm not too, too sure about their food here." And then, then what you do? Women like you to take control. And then you just say, well, uh, would you like me to suggest something for you? Uh, do, do you like this kind of food? Let me, would you like me to order for you? You're not just doing it and she doesn't know about it. I mean, you, you let her know that you'd be glad to order for her. And, and then if she, she usually says yes or no. And you're not ordering for her without her knowing about it. Like, oh. oh, I understand that. My thing is that it just seems demeaning for the woman to have to sit there while the guy does all the talking. It seems a little sexist. I, uh, I don't understand. He's paying for the meal, right? Mm -hmm. This is him out on the date. So he's saying, here's the experience we're going to have tonight. She's bought into this. I don't think if she says, wait, I'm allergic to this, of this, that's the way to go. But again, you feel like he's trying to put her somewhere. Yeah. He's trying to, yeah, I, I don't see that. You're trying to turn her on to an experience. And also this way you're going, you know, a lot of women would do this. Let me eat like a bird because I don't want him to see that I eat a lot. And two, I don't want to ex uh, order expensive things. This takes a lot of that out of the situation. You take a lot of that early awkwardness, shyness out of that uh, situation. Um, there are people that I go out with, I don't even look at the menu. If I'm going to um, go out and eat at a place that somebody else knows, I'm going to say, go with it. Particularly, suppose I'm going out with Greek food. And you have a Greek friend, tell me what to eat. Let's put a bunch of things on the fucking table. Don't fucking make me sit here and guess and start trying to read Greek all of a sudden. That's insane. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Steve. Steve, you're on my Fez. Hey, Dakota, 1229. Hey, I think, uh, I think Fez is kind of, first of all, I think Fez is overestimating how much this really happens this day and age. But isn't it kind of irrelevant in this situation? Because it's pretty much understood that he and his date are both going to be eating cock and cum. All right, when you hear something like that, Fez, does that make you feel better? No, it doesn't make me feel better. Why not? No, because it's insulting. That's why I stopped in front of him. Trying to have a conversation. And what happened? Cock and cum. Comes up again. Literally. Ew. Uh, here's Rob in Long Island. Yeah, uh, Fezzy, I just wanted to point out it's kind of like... You know, pushing in her chair, or in your case, your stool. That's all. Oh, never get tired of the classics. No matter how many times you hear them over and over again. Oh, you're angry? A little bit, yes. Uh, Joe and PA. Yeah, um, I want to... Uh, sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied here. Uh, when you invite someone over to dinner... You don't have them over and then say, hey, what would you like? So when you take somebody out to a restaurant and uh, it's it's on your dime, it's, you're providing them an experience, and it's like, hey, this is what I got prepared for you. It's no different than saying, oh, come on over to my house. I, I, I'm going to surprise you with a great meal. Yeah, you don't see the fact that the guy's taking the woman out and saying, here's the experience. You see that somehow is him attempting to dominate her? Right, yeah. Where it's like, just because he's paying, he's getting to lay down all, all the rules for the meal. But these aren't meal rules. I don't know why, why that you think of a meal 
of having rules. You know, we're not talking about going to McDonald's. But, well, maybe he did. Maybe he would say, May, let me, mm. you got to have the fish filet. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You're seeing this somehow as if somebody is taking something away from the woman. Right, yeah. Yeah, where it's almost like she's being subjugated to, like, a lesser spot. Let me just say this. I like the term subjugated. I don't think we've ever used it here on the Ron Fed show. Um, yeah, he's not going to take out a woman that he doesn't like and treat her cruelly. I think that's something that you don't have to worry about. Particularly if he's going to take her to a nice restaurant. But it still is like a, a flash of dominance. Hold on. Well, some you're, you're not going to believe this. Some people like a flash of dominance. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of something. When he said push in your stool, he wasn't talking about a bar stool. He's talking about shit. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. That's I didn't great. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Nate, you're on my face. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. You hit it on the head. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the, the chick's just trying to be polite. You know, she doesn't want to order the filet mignon if the guy's got, like, 40 bucks in his wallet. So I think that's where it all started from. I will say this. I would – I don't know how women do it. Because I've never been comfortable with somebody. I always have to fight off the urge to say, let me grab the fucking check, you know. So for a woman to go out, she's never been with this guy before, and know how to order on his budget, that's a fucking problem guys never had to even think of. I mean, mm. for us, it just looks like cake. But you know some of those guys start fucking sweating. <laughs> They're like the fucking tight wads they are. If I was a woman... I'd probably go deep on him just to see how he handled it. <laughs> just if he started to uh, start fucking, uh, you know, freak out a little bit. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is Kyle. You're on Run of Fez. How you doing? Um, yeah, we're missing the obvious here that, uh, that Fezzy thinks he's the lady that's being taken advantage of. No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm just a. I'm curious about you know. I bet I don't even want to hear what you're curious about. Dating. Okay, let's just leave it at that. All right. By the way, let me just say this, Chris Stanley. Mama agrees with you 100 percent. Kathleen from the Bronx said, "Thank Christ for Chris Stanley." The fuck cheeseburger paradise. Yesterday, you told us the truth. About the Fez and Dave uh, fallout? He lied to everybody. About what? The basketball idea. Was it because I was being so nice and I said I was really touched that someone bought a basketball? Yes. It was. I wanted uh, you to know that it was my idea. Why? Why wouldn't you just let Fez take the glory? It wasn't his idea. He couldn't stand it. No, it was my idea. So I was, I was thinking Fez was going to say something, but he didn't. So Why I thought, would I? Why would I lie? Because well, it was my idea. It was not your idea at all. You said we should get him something, and I go, you know it would be cool? And your flunky in the booth backs you up. Damn right, boss. I've never called Dave boss before. I'm not his flunky. <laughs> I'm, Ryan, right. I'm Ryan and Fez's flunky, not Dave's <laughs> flunky. Hey, Whatever flunky. you say, boss. Keep it down, flunky. Fez is talking. He's doing an impression of you. Fuck off, Dave. 
My flunky. Why do you hate Chris Stanley? <laughs> For lying yesterday. You I wasn't lying. Well, let me just have a moment here. I don't give a fuck what you say about Dave. You know that. Mm -hmm. Chris Stanley is a young man who's gone through a tough period right here, and you know how I care about him. I don't think, Fez, that he would lie. I think maybe you and Dave remember it differently, and maybe even Chris remembers it another way, but I don't think that Chris Stanley would lie. I think he blatantly did yesterday. I and this is a swear to God? Swear to God. You put two hands up like you were <laughs> surrendering. But he doesn't believe in God, so you got to have him swear something else. I actually like to just go out and say, let's do the tasting menu. And then leave it up to the chef. Since this is what the chef does for a living. So this is a romantic thing. Women like this? It's it's romantic in one way, but even more, it's there's a practicality even above romance. If anything, it sets the 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 place for romance. You get away from these little things and make it a lovely evening, rather than a woman going. Let's suppose a woman does this. If I order this, is this going to make me look like I'm fucking greedy? Is it going to make me look like I'm starving all the time? Is he going to judge me? Women worry about those kind of things. So if you said, look, we're going to go to this place. It's all small plates. Let's order up a bunch of them or let the tasting um, menu take place. She's free from that. Now she feels like this guy um, really wants me to be comfortable. Now, if she said, look, I have a fucking food thing. You know, I only order small fucking salads and I don't order this. I wouldn't even take her to these kind of restaurants. I go, all right, let me grab a fucking six pack of fucking pizza and you can blow me while I watch fucking the game. Is that's what you are? If you're just some fucking mutt on the street, I'll treat you that way. <laughs> wow. I'll fucking put a scar out on your forehead if that's where you're going with this. What do I give a fuck? I'm trying to treat you like a lady here. Now you're bitching I'm trying to control you? I'll fucking sell your control. Right. I'll tie your forehead to the fucking radiator. What do I care? That's illegal, though. Where? I think every state. I mean, I don't... I know I New Jersey. I Pennsylvania. Well. I know New Jersey. Okay. Uh, John in New Jersey. You're on Fez. Hey, guys. Fez, a woman wants to see that you could take control. You know, it's part... It's setting up the whole date. You know, I'll go into a restaurant. I'll order for the woman. Then uh, the the waiter will say, "What do you want, sir?" And I'll say, "Nothing. I eat my own poo." Oh God damn this guy! He's driving me uh. crazy. We think we're having a conversation, and then he falls back into that. Uh, Jeff, you're on running Fez. Hey, Dave. Uh, Fezzy, I just wanted to tell you, this is you know, this is why you have ulcers. It's something else that you're worried about that's never going to happen to you. I'm researching, Jeff. You don't know what's going to happen to me, ever. Come on, Fez. You're 63 years old and never had a fucking date. You're so off. I'm not about to never had a date part. No, not that part, but the 63. Way off. Well, three years is a lot, give or take. So it's 66. A lot can happen. Route 66. Get your kicks on him. You're worried about dating, Fez? Yes, I am. Yes. Why don't you do this? I want things to go well. You know what I say when you're on a date? Lie. Why don't you go in there and go like this? I came up with the idea of let's get a basketball 
and then let's let him sign the basketball. But you should have seen Ron's face. He loved that idea. If I told that story, it wouldn't be a lie. Because it happened exactly the way you told it. On oh, the opposite world. Can I ask you guys a question? Do you think the faster you say it, the, m- the more true it is? Were you happy when I got happy, th- th- when I was really touched? Yeah, I'm happy when you're happy. Uh, Dave, when you saw me be happy with that, right? Yeah, that was a wonderful moment. Would you think that I would have been even happier if you two would have said we did this together? That would have been spe- that would have been the way to go. I, I, I rather the- than something nice happened, and now it's turned into a bad thing for days. Well, I was well, I, I was I gave Fez ample opportunities you to don't say give me shit. All the boys chipped in with the ideas. Chipped in. Well, I, I chipped in oh, with now, the idea. All right, now see how it's changing, Ronnie. Now everybody thought of the idea. No, I, it was it, Dave two seconds ago. No, see how when you lie that you have the story keeps changing up. Well, no, unlike you, I was including my flunky on a team project. Fuck and, you. And thought that Pepper should deserve some credit I get. I, I give credit to everyone. I say we did this. We did that. Mm. Here's death metal, Mel. Mel, you're on fest. Gentlemen, I miss the uh, funky Chris Stanley. Nine one seven. Oh, check it in. Are you gonna get? Thank you. Um, I just think sometimes you know women get busy. Any everybody gets busy, but women specifically, you know, get busy. They got a lot they're thinking about, and they just don't want to get bogged down in mundane details. I. Took this one girl out, and she's, you know, I said, "Hey, you want to go here? You want to go there?" And she's like, "Listen," she actually like verbatim, like a quote. She said, "The less decisions I have to make, the better." So I was like, "Okay, then here's what we're gonna do." And I just think some of them, it's not a dominance thing. It's just they're like, you know what? I'm going to college, or I got work, and I got family. It's like just, you know, don't tie me down this bullshit. Just, Just make up my mind for me. Here's another thing, particularly with women. Because, you know, dating isn't any fucking less stressful for them. So they're like, if the guy is comfortable and he's enjoying himself and he's at a comfortable place and he's showing me things, that makes this a little better than if the two of us just keep going back and forth or he's driving around all night. Take over a little bit. Make this thing rock. In the same way, if if I'm with some girl and she goes, I know this restaurant that says this, I'm like, let's fucking get it. Let's eat it. I'm not going to feel like... Oh, I need, I'm the man I need to be ordering. I don't care if she orders for the table, but if she feels good about it. A lot of times a woman will read about a restaurant. She'll tell you, oh, I read this, I checked the Yelps, bop, 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 bop. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll go. I don't feel like it's taken away any masculinity mm. of mine for me to go, this sounds great, let's go do it. I find that women are really good at ordering appetizers. So I always let them do that. Then I'll I'll take over on the entrees. We switch. Let me guess. You go to steak. No, I say my wife will have the fish, and I yeah I'll have the beef. You're yeah. right. Because you're dating in 1958. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, I say my wife will have Jello, and I'll have rice pudding. <laughs> oh, and all this takes place in your kitchen with your kids <laughs> acting like a waitstaff because you're still playing restaurant. Right. Uh, Patrick in Atlanta, you're on Fez. Yeah, I just wanted to get back to something that the, uh, the coup leader mentioned a minute ago. It's about an air of confidence that you're trying to display to the woman. If you go to pick up a person for a date and you say, what do you want to do? That's the end of it. Nothing's going to happen. If you have everything planned out and organized, she's going to think that you're confident and you can handle anything that gets thrown at you. 
And that's basically it. Well, what about Dave? He's playing the restaurant scene from right. Fast Times in his head all the time. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Nick in Georgia, you're on a Fez. Yeah, Fez, what's the matter? Are you afraid your, fr your date won't be able to order a mint julep and a lettuce wrap? Oh! oh! No, no. Oh, no, you did did though. Oh, no, you did You are not the father. Nick, you're so confused. I ordered my own mint julep and my own lettuce wraps. And as long as anybody says anything about it, you're fine. Exactly. <laughs> I heard this. Uh, when we went out that night, one of the people leaned over to me and goes like this. You think I order a lettuce wrap? And I go like this. Do not let him catch you joking about that <laughs> it was also brought up exactly how much you ate and because you got sick later the amount of hush puppies were called <laughs> into play i could not quit eating those hush puppies and then you got sick from it then i totally did it was my first big uh, meal out since ulcer time Hush puppies are used too many things they're food jimmy buffett wears them are they kind of boot well they're also a dog but thirdly, they also are like a, a, a knockoff of the Slurpee. So that's why when people when people are like, Fez is eating hush puppies, I'm like, he's not drinking anything. I didn't even know that there was a food called a hush puppy. You get around a lot, don't you, there, Z? <laughs> that's a slush puppy. Hey, I want you to change oh, the, the Team Zizu to Team Z-Men on that. Well, I get the fly on my <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yeah, right all of your shirt. <laughs> I love this shirt. All right, leave it Team here. Oh, wait. oh, team down here? Okay. I don't care. Just stop it. It's a visual. No, just stop. And I'm going to do something else. I want you to stop picking on Fez Watley. I, I've quit it for me. Here's okay. the deal. He was respected by myself, his co-workers, ONA. He was respected by the management here. He should also be respected by you. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Okay. Pure respect. That's how this man is treated. All right. So, um, I'll respect him and and any of the fake ideas he comes up with. Okay. Is that what? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is Dave. Dave, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. Good show, bro. Yeah, it is really I got good. a question. If you, if you order something for your girl at a restaurant and it turns out to be shit does it actually screw the date up because i have one scenario basically i don't know if i can say the restaurant or not maybe i won't i'll just uh i ordered the, the triple appetizer deal with the chicken wings and the dip and shit <laughs> or the chicken wings turned out to be rubbery and they were just like you know shit but at the end of the date we got home i got the most awesome job that you could ever ask for so i got a kind of thing going on maybe it doesn't ruin the date because you know let me tell you like, something this fucking chicken head crack addict that you're running around with doesn't mean need anything but a little <laughs> bit of food so enjoy yourself have the time of your life all right this came back about mr watley fezes have has a point it's like holding doors there's a side that benefits the woman by making her path easier but a lot of people think putting her on a pedestal is just a subtle way of reinforcing men's dominance over women under the guise of chivalry here's the interesting thing if a guy who enjoys this type of thing is with a woman that doesn't this is a great way to find it out 
It's a date. Stop the fakeness. Mm-hmm. Now, if she sits down and mm-hmm. goes, look, I don't enjoy you, you trying to dominate me. She said the thing that you brought up. I would think to myself, if she's going to mistake the fact that I'm trying to get us a wonderful experience, I don't want to be with this girl with the fresh stick up her fucking ass. I don't need it. If she feels like the guy is not taking her opinion, and she doesn't need to be with him either. So it's probably a nice way of fucking saying, enjoyed our last date together. <laughs> and Fez, you're going to see everything as being a fucking competition until you decide not to. If you see a date as one person attempting to dominate or put the other person down, dating is going to be a scary thing for you. That's why you've not been on one in the decades that you've had the legal opportunity to do so. <laughs> you see everything as being a contest. Well, I think I want things to go well. I don't know if it's so much a contest. Well, define what well means. Well, there's no, like, I don't commit a, like, a social faux pas. What would the social faux pas be? Make it a big deal out of somebody ordering great food? No, that wouldn't be a social faux pas. No, it would be like, you know, talking to the waiter for someone that doesn't want me to talk to the waiter for them. Mm. So you're terrified. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Here is Roger in Atlanta. You're on Run Fez. Hey, I listened to Harley Day this morning, and uh, I, I heard that the, uh, the Fez over there, he uh, picks his nose and sticks him underneath the, uh, underneath the desk. So <laughs> What are you doing, Fez? What are you talking about, Roger? Uh, I was listening to him earlier this morning, and he went in and there was a big green white snot underneath his desk this morning. What are you doing over there? I am not playing with any snot in here. We just found the audio, Ron. Uh, we just found it. All right, hold on. This is ONA today? This is Opie and Anthony this morning. Yeah. Ah! Ah, what's up? <laughs> Ew, what happened? What was that? I think it's fucking Fezzy's booger. What? <laughs> I did eat it. Oh, eat it. What just happened? You grabbed a pen? No, I fucking put my finger under the fucking counter. Under the console? Oh, no. Someone wiped the spot of the barrel. <laughs> it's a white fucking... Substance. That, that happens over here sometimes. Like what I'll, is that? I'll, I'll, I'll reach under and I'll feel something, and Who I'm like, I don't even. I'll, I'll try to wipe it off on the wall before I even look because I don't want to see a booger oh, on my finger. God, where is it? That is so I just, fucking. I just, just wrapped hot it up. Rude. Why am I being accused of picking my nose and putting the snot under the console? It's a two-man chair. Opie's in in the morning. Fez is in in the afternoon. Now, if Opie didn't leave it, you did. I did not. I don't pick my nose. I don't even blow my nose in front of people. What do you do? Act like you're tying your shoe and get underneath there? No, I would never. That's, that is disgusting. And to accuse me of it? Dave, are you shocked by this? I, I'm... <laughs> Well, I thought Fez was acting strangely, and now I know. Now I know the reason. His, uh, his, the mucus is leaving his nose so quickly it goes under Opie's Fez, chair. This is embarrassment. I mean, Opie deserves a clean desk for crying out loud. 
Um, it's not true. I don't pick my nose. Everybody thinks you do now. But they shouldn't. Just because Opie said it, it's probably one of his own snot rockets under there. But... <laughs> He probably put it under under there himself. Do you think Opie did it? Now he's blaming you. I think he did it himself. Forgot that he left his little treasure <laughs> there and went and rediscovered it. Here's the weird thing. Don't blame this on me. This is how strange you are. Why would Jimmy hear this and immediately yell, "I dare you to eat it," <laughs> without even once giving it a thought? There was no pause. He just immediately screamed, "I dare you to eat it." I do not pick my boogers, as it was put. Who picked the booger then? I have not. Opie did. If it's over here or someone picked it and came over here and placed it. Oh, that's insane. No, that would have to be... Um, that's crazy. There's a, We actually have uh, more. Mm, we, oh, have, we have a second clip. Great. That just fucking grossed me out. That's horrible. I am so glad I finished eating. I just... I, I just went like this. I put my finger, my hand kind of underneath the counter. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. And then all of a sudden I felt this soft thing, pulled what is it this, out. The fucking third grade? Huh? It's like third grade where you're sitting at your desk. Maybe it's this. not that, though. It might be one of those pieces of white plaque that builds up in between your teeth. Or do you ever go like, <laughs> do you ever go like, and a piece of the fucking white stinky food comes up? Oh. Like it just reeks. Oh, someone's suggesting Fezzy uh, jacks off under the console something. All right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it was a white booger, man. Oh, my god! See what happens? Now I'm supposedly in here jerking off underneath <laughs> the console, You've... leaving my stalagmites on the underside. You call them stalagmites? Like it's hanging down like some white growth. Now you feel like everyone's picking on you. Yes, there's no way I'd... Who's the person that tries to keep this place clean? When That's there, Fez Watley. When there was almonds, yeah. I mean, from one end of the place to the other. Right. I tried to go down the hallway oh, and make is, sure I got cleaned up. This is you blaming Opie on the almond thing again? So why would I, as someone who tries to keep the place tidy, keep it nice... For guests and everyone else who has to work in here, why would I start putting snot underneath the board? Fez Watley, I see that you're emotional. Yes. And Opie, obviously, also emotional. Right, yeah. This is why in police work, I like to take the emotions out of the business and just leave it up to facts. The difference between you, me, is, is this simple, Fez. Something took place. A physical act took place. Now, of course, who could have done it? Number one, Opie found it and panicked. Mm -hmm. We would put him down as the victim. He immediately said, only one other person uses this chair, Fez Watley. It must have been Fez. You find yourself screaming, I'm not... I wouldn't do such a thing. You must have do it, must have done it, because let's remember you threw almonds. And now it's you versus Opie. And quite frankly, if I was the person who did this, I'd be excited because here's two people attacking each other and not looking around. Think, Fez Watley. Think about the schedule yesterday. And th and you also missed another clue. Danny made a statement that he sometimes finds that 
in his chair. He shares a chair with a Mr. Dave McDonald. Now, that fucking statement was made and dropped because emotion played its way into this. Obviously, Jimmy starts to think of all the other things that could come from the body and what they would be like to find under the table. Anthony is repulsed, yelling, what are we third graders? Opie feels like a victim, freshly raped. And Fez Watley is in a panic. And yet people forget what Danny says. I've found it under my chair as well before. But it would be impossible for Dave to rub boogers under that chair and then make it to the other side of the room and run it under the console there. Yes, that would be impossible, Dave. That would be impossible. Except if I was interviewing the daughters of William Kunstler yesterday after the show for a Sunday night RBI. They made a documentary about their father, William Kunstler, which I watched not once, but two separate times. I had both those girls sitting in these seats uh -huh. in front of you. What you forget, Fez, is while you were out in the hallway, Dave McDonald moved into your chair to watch the microphone levels of myself and the counselor daughters. There was a third person using that chair yesterday... And yesterday only. Making it impossible to leave a booger behind. Only to be found by Opie this morning. The disgusting person is not Fez Watley. The disgusting person is who the disgusting person always is. The shit thrower, piss streaker, and now snot rubber. <laughs> Eastside Dave McDonald. Dave, you know it was fucking you. And you were going to let Fez Watley take the fucking heat for it. It was! It was you, Dave. It was him! I confess. Why would you rub Scott? I didn't think I would get caught. I didn't think I would ever get caught. Put it in paper. Have it I'll clean it under the console, I promise. I'll scrub under the console after the show today. I'll give it a thorough scrub. There will never be any more dried snot. I have two things of disinfectant wipes here. A box of tissues. A roll of toilet papers over here. There's plenty of things to put your snot in. Look how many things he has around him. I panic when, in there, when the snot's on my fingers and I reach for the first thing. Why wouldn't you clean it later? I forget about things a lot. Do you know as we speak, they've been calling him Fez Snotley? <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought I was going to get away with it. And you would have. Not for those pesky teenagers. Fez, I'm sorry this happened to you. And this is one reason that you might want to rethink this fucking death penalty. Because you yourself were being... Uh, tried by emotion mm -hmm. and emotion only.
And this is why I want to be an unlicensed private detective living and working in Brooklyn. Thank God you took my case. I couldn't. I couldn't sit there and let this take place. I couldn't let it go on. Wow. Time, opportunity, and motive. He had every one of them. And here's the deal, cockfuck. You, instead of admitting to it, went and got the audio. So Fez could even be more embarrassed. Right. Well, I had to cover my tracks. Is there a turd under this board of yours that I should know about? No. Before I get blamed? No. Ba-ba-ba-ba in the city. Ba-ba-ba-ba da-da-da. By the way, uh, I love that show. Oh, it's great. It's a great Boy, show. Did, did you watch the last one? Yeah. It's a fucking hysterical. You think they're all going to come back next year? I, I, I do. I do. I, I think uh, they better you, give you an You don't think Zach is too big? No, I think, think he's too back. big a star. I think he'll come back for it. Um, I hope Ted Danson wins an Emmy for this. Love Ted Danson. Love Ted Danson. I mean, I know the guy struggled for years before this show, but still, just give him uh, some kind of Emmy. John in New Jersey, you're on Fez. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, do you realize the fact that while you're interviewing two nice girls for your nice interview show, Dave's sitting there picking his friggin' nose, and they're probably looking at this idiot like, what the hell is he doing? I can't imagine there. when I these so people come in. They see Wiglet, meet him. They fucking <laughs> see Dave coughing into his hand, picking his nose, and watch Chris Stanley drinking out of a fucking flask <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Why anybody wants to put up with this show. Fez, mm -hmm. separate yourself from emotion. Right. Always step back and know that if something gross happens, it's probably Dave first. Well, fluids exit me really quickly, and I don't have time. I see the two kids because of that. Yeah, because you're right. you don't know how to control. I your don't own control fluids at all. Any this kind one of... you went mining for. I th didn't. Th I thought the I odds. You... It's a big it... console. I thought Opie's never going to find this. But why didn't you use any of those things or try to clean it up later? I forgot about it, and it sounds won't happen like, again. Sounds like uh, you need to be sending a fruit basket to Mister Use. Yeah, you're probably right. I'll write that. Like he'd eat fruit from you. I don't know. I, I, I get him. Man. I seriously, I will never even have food if I know Dave's been in the room alone with it. Oh, come on. Make sure that fruit's not hand picked because you don't wash. Well, I'll give him maybe ten ten dollars or something. Is the song called "Bored to Death"? I believe, or "Bored to Death" theme song. That's that's what that's where I found it on the YouTube under. Well, you don't have it now, though. No, it's on Delete. What kind of fucking place is this? Nothing is updated to let anymore at all. <laughs> is it too late to ask Elo to come back? <laughs> Did you know even before I started to put it together that it was you, Dave? Um, no, actually, it was only until you pointed it out and I started to have a panic attack thinking, oh my god, Ron's just solved the case and I'm the fucking. Guy who committed these crimes. <laughs> kind of like a fucking uh, primal fear scenario. <laughs> I actually was able to convince myself if that you it could go back, you will hear ever so lightly Danny say to himself, yeah. That's under my chair, too. And I'm thinking, Wait a minute, how filthy are, is everyone that they would do this? And I'm like, No, I can't imagine guests doing such a thing. Yeah. 
It could only be one disgusting person. One person who doesn't understand. There is an unlicensed private, de private detective ready to work at all times. Pink Pantherish. Good private eye music. West Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B., I can't believe this. I was literally falling over, my hair standing up. You are the Perry Mason of our time. Dave, you are so busted. Look, I, yes, did I solve the crime? Yeah, I did, but did I clear an innocent man? Sure. But let's not, let's not make a big deal out of this. I mean, if we're suddenly going to start putting us, me up there with the folks from 9-11, that's up to you. I'm not telling you to. Now, actually, what I'd like you to do, Chris Stanley, is after the show every day, put up crime tape for a chance to catch Dave again. We'll do. And by the way, Dave... Right. I don't know how you fucking live with yourself being so filthy. Yeah, this is problem. a fucking place with other human beings. I know. I, I... get him a barnacle scraper because he's got some work to do after the show. I always had problems with hygiene as a child. And... Feds, I don't know why you feel any better. You were accusing Opie because it's all about emotions. Slow it down. Think to yourself: What would Jason Schwartzman do? Drink white wine. Sometimes it's feel well he stopped drinking vodka. I dig his new chick. The pot smoker. I haven't been up on it. I've seen a couple episodes. She's the girl who's in fuck on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. She's great. Yes. Alright, hold on, right the Hulk. Don't write it down, write it up, brother. Don't fucking ever take down the butterfly. Have you seen Mariah Carey lately? She looks like her fucking mirror must be seven years old. Like she doesn't realize that she doesn't look like she did years ago. She's still dressing slinky, but she's a great big person now. Well, divas do that, don't they? I mean, you know, they don't really change. But it's almost like when someone's dad shows up in a Speedo, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I was used to be on the swim team. All right, but now you're 258. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, when we're back. Yeah, Twitter gossip. It's all coming down. Dave McDonald is also going to be giving out a prize to somebody from 202 Friends on Twitter. Around a face show. I'm asking you, what would you do to change this healthcare system for the better? Get off my phone! Get off my phone, you little pinhead! Get off my phone! It's the Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fred from Hoboken, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got a question for you guys about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. The more I've been watching this season, I'm wondering, do you think Larry Davis kind of ruined the show in that he's not a normal guy with, you know, his own opinions who ends up in these awkward situations, but now he's just more of kind of a mean guy? Like, you know, beating the swan to death, making fun of the fat girl in the midriff, helping Jeff cheat on his wife. But before, it just seemed like he was a guy with his own ideas that just ended up in awkward situations. I, I think the show has kind of jumped the shark. I think the phrase jump the shark is jump the shark, but everyone's not going to be happy with every season. This is his seventh season. I definitely want to let this Seinfeld thing play out and see how it goes. And if you remember when Susie Essman did our show, she said episode eight is her favorite. Next week is episode eight. We'll have to wait and see. Are you still watching the show or no, Fez? Um, I caught last week's episode, so... You're not a big fan. No, and you know what? It, on Sunday, when the football comes around, I actually forget about the cable shows. And I forget that there's things that I want to watch, you know, on HBO or Showtime. Well, for whatever reason, um, Sunday night has always been the best night for cable, for HBO and Showtime. That's their night. Uh, you know, Californication runs there. Dexter runs there. Sopranos used to run there. Sopranos. So Larry, Larry Sanders I, used to run there. I guess Sopranos started it all. Well, Larry uh, Sanders okay. was Sunday night, too. That was before Sopranos. On what? Showtime? No, on HBO. Larry did an HBO show. What's his first show with Showtime? He, he did work with Showtime, but like his yes yeah, specials and shit. Then he did the Gary Shandling show on Fox. Then he did Larry Sanders on uh, on HBO. I for some reason I thought that the Gary Shandling show was a Showtime show, not Fox. I think he had a version of the Gary Shandling show on Showtime, but the Gary Shandling show with the this is the theme to Gary show that was on Fox. I always thought that was a cable show. I think it was, and then I think they showed they they sold it to Fox after the fact. Um. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those deals where we'll clean it up a little bit. I don't remember that show that well. I know he's got a new DVD thing out. I, w I want it. It was really good. Yeah, it was great. Very groundbreaking. Everything I remember about it was great. Yeah. It's just that Larry Sanders has kind of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, gotten over everything in my head right now. I'm all about the, uh, by that fucking show. Well, he's always good at like turning, you know, just turning everything inside out. I mean, he he took the sitcom with the Gary Shandling show and just totally fucked with it. Went through all fourth walls and everything. It was it was amazing. No, I want no, I want to fucking get that DVD. Why? Well, I ain't gonna watch it anyway. I'm not gonna fucking stay with it. I can't sit and watch these whole seasons. It's, it was great. It was great. And Larry Sanders, holy shit. Give me a break. 
And thank God, you know, they're coming out with like the whole Larry Sanders box set, I believe. And that 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 is so good because you know when you just had the the best of Larry Sanders, it wasn't enough. You, you I want everything. Yeah, I understand. Uh, let's see. It ran on Showtime from 1986 to 1990. So once again, uh, the booger spreader is. It was on Fox. Completely too. could have been on Fox, but that's after the fact. Fucking show. Uh, Sopranos ended up on A and E. Is that an A and E show? Uh, no, no. That's are not you saying show. Seinfeld and The Office or TBS shows? <laughs> they both ended up there. Ted Turner's done it again. Um, let's go over to uh, Harry. You're on my face. Go ahead, Harry. Hey, Ron. How y'all doing? Good. Uh, listen, uh, unless you were just misspeaking, episode eight was actually last Sunday night. It is on demand now, and it is a hilarious episode. I think that was episode seven. Uh, well, now, on my demand, it said eight. Uh, I'm going to go look. Thank you, Harry. It says here that the uh, Gary Shandling show was picked up by Fox from 88 to 90 and used as a Sunday night lineup. Prime time. Where did it start? It wasn't rerun. Start on Showtime and then went Thank to... Thank you. I agreed with you, though. I said Showtime, yeah, Fox, HBO. He, sh he shit all over it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. Tried to spread his snot on it. Uh, let's get into a little gospel. Uh, gossip and gospel. First, we'll go from gospel. We'll go from Angel in Harlem into uh, the show that the kids are just loving right now. And that's uh, Twitter gossip. Twitter gossip is now brought to you by... 202 Friends on Twitter. If you want to go on Twitter, go on 202 Friends on Twitter, the sponsor of Twitter Gossip. Razzle Dazzle. It's Twitter Gossip with Eastside Dave. A little gossip, a little chat, a little I will talk of this. Yes, sponsored by 202 Friends, it's Twitter Gossip time. Yes, sir. It looks like Fred from Fred Brooklyn is picking a few fights, saying, I'm not a name dropper, but Indie Mike is trying to follow me. But I blocked him. How much can someone hear about Big Brother, the Midwestern fag? Oh, my Lord. End quote. Just like Natalie and other Big Brother rejects before him, seems Indie Mike, when it comes to Fred's Twitter, is on the outside looking in. On the outside looking in. Kim O'Brien. I didn't make the Staying with Twitter, looks like Cunty McGruber is feeling quite religious. Yeah, why is that? Well, he says Eastside Dave has two Jew babies and there is nothing he can do to convert them. Mazel tov to the red-headed goy. I would just like to respond and say that I'm not religious. Of... What is this music playing? Stop playing the music. Stop playing that music, please. Thank you. I'd like to respond saying my kids are not Jewish. Thank you very much. Unbelievable. And now for a special 202 Friends Twitter Gossip, which asked for the best piece of Twitter Gossip for a signed Ron and Fez t-shirt. A very special Twitter contest. The winner is... 
Free Jack Jack, who tweeted, Everyone hates Fred Brooklyn and his twitchy, pot-smoking, failed chimney-sweeping, always whining about others' shit, gripes my ass. Whoa, that's some serious gossip. I suppose Free Jack Jack is piss-pissed. Congrats, you're the Twitter winner. Is it, uh, is it's it? the winner, winner of the day. Yes. Oh, yeah. seems like you're being a little head hard on uh, Fred. How well, about some of his great twitters? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, I yes. Well, I gave you Fred's Twitter. He was hard on uh, Indy Mike. Uh, I've asked you and your family in the, in the past. Right. He's up on Fred. Okay. Uh, ask Fred the same of you. Don't fucking start on him right now. One thing that we can start over with the Twitter is no more than negativity. Make it all positivity. All right. We're going to try to do that. Well, let's do it right now. Looks like love is in the November rain. Or is it? After Fleeman tweeted to baby girl, I hope you enjoyed our date. Ooh la la. Baby girl replied, it wasn't a date, retard. Fuck off. Oh, boy. Uh, I suppose love is not in the air, unless it's retarded love. Struggling with it, are you? I don't know. Tough day today? I'm jelly. Not all coming together for you? It's just not in the spaces. Back I know. That's Mr. Q, too. <laughs> not everybody wants to be in here. <laughs> and right now, everyone's turned on you. And I think it's because of the snot boy stuff. <laughs> well, I suppose that's what I get for calling him my flunky, I guess. Back to Fred Brooklyn, who says to Pat from Munaki, You want a piece of this, tough guy? To which Pat replied, Meet the new Fred. Just like the old Fred. The cunt gets fooled again. And that's today's Twitter gossip. And remember, we're always watching. By the way, is... Uh what brought Flea back? Did his boyfriend Twitter. drop him or something? Did something... I did, believe Twitter did, Did Ron. he have a breakup? I think Twitter did. You know, it's such the rage. Everyone needs to be a part of it. They go to the 202 Friends, and they sign up, and they tweet. It's miraculous. Right, who was the big winner there today? A free Jack-Jack wins the big T-shirt. Jessica Alba, her ass is finally going to be rosy. Everybody's been waiting to see Jessica Alba's ass all these years. Uh... In a new uh, thing that she's out, a new film coming out, it's going to be Bare Bottom Spanking by Casey and Fleck. The Killer Inside Me is due out uh, next year, but the pictures are already up online Whoa. of Bareback uh, Jessica album. Have you seen these yet, uh, Hicks? Yeah, there's a short video clip of him doing the spanking. It's, it's uh, nice. Uh, let me see that. Where's that up at? I know there's... Still pictures on Huffington Post. Uh, what would Tyler Dern do had on last week, I think Friday? All right, let's take a look at this. What would Tyler Durden do? Breaking the story. And can you have you ever heard of a movie sending out something like this <laughs> long before the film is out? No, but I mean, she is, you know, one of the special ones. 
Yeah, she is. But normally you're like, if you want to see that, save it for the film. They're putting it out now. Yeah. What would Tyler Durden do? Has a hell of a sight there, doesn't he? He's got a lot of chicks. Yeah, he does. I mean, a lot. We're going all the way to page three already. Um, and still high girls. Jessica Alba also, didn't she show a little bit in Sin City or no? Uh, no, she was wearing like a G-string. Oh, okay, yeah. But she's bare ass out and ready to go. Uh, Dave, you're into the spanking, but as a reciprocant. You like to get it. Oh, sure. I, I like it in all forms, of, in, in all uh, variety. All right, let's get some uh, audio up on this. This Casey Affleck is a hell of a young actor. Yeah. Boy, did he go back. All right, uh, he's went a little bit here of, you know, the pain and pleasure thing. I got some bad news watching this clip. Let me see it again. Uh, I think we're looking to stun ass. There's no scene that gets face and ass together. Stun ass, Dave. Stun ass, definitely. If you're going to show your ass, you're gonna, and you're probably particularly if you got a famous Jessica Alba ass. Hey, you're going, you're going to have your face definitely in the shot, one hundred percent. It's way too conspicuous, and I, I could see her not. You know, if if she played a stripper and say and she didn't get naked in that, she's not going to get naked in this movie. Yeah, but you know, she's running around with the second most fantastic ass today. And you can't be fucking teasing people about that. You can't be uh, acting like it is, it's a joke. Uh, what's the newest, Dave, on your favorite band, Aerosmith? Oh, well, Joe Perry says that the band is not breaking up, but that they need a new singer. Any word from Steven Tyler yet? Steven Tyler is keeping it very hush-hush. And close to the vest. <laughs> well, I mean, Stephen has said the, what sparked all this is Stephen's comments to uh, FMQB that said that he wants to concentrate on brand Tyler, uh, brand Stephen Tyler, and maybe put out a solo album. You're a little old for that, and the band will be back together no matter what. They're going to be back together. They're gonna, they're going to be playing when they're eighty. Yeah. All these bands will be. And uh, now the Joe Perry thing. You think this is a mistake to go on without Stephen Tyler? Fez Watley. I say yes. Dave? No, you can pull it off. ACDC did. Uh, Hicks? He's a fucking mistake. Fez, why is it a mistake for you? It's just going... They, they've just been around too long. It will look weird with somebody standing in, Steven Ty, in front of Steven Tyler's microphone. All right, but look at the other guys in the band. You've been in a band all these years. Now, you never had this set up as a business. You just wanted to be in a band. Now they can't be in a band anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like, they love to play music. Not even saying how much money. Maybe they'll make less money. But they're going out every night and, and playing music. I can kind of understand why the guys in the band don't want the band to break up. Will it be as good? No. But will they still be in a band? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, you can get someone out, get someone with a lot of credibility, too, to front the band. 
Maybe it won't be the greatest thing ever. Well, oh, you'd go get another famous guy. Yeah, I would get, you know, I would dredge up if Scott Wayland or Chris Cornell, who seem to always want to front supergroups. I bet they're calling the gay kid from fucking American Idol. Well, that I wouldn't like. Adam they got, Lambert. Yeah, they got Lambert there. Then it no, might work. I was talking about the uh, about the host, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Who's Adam Lambert? Came in second last season. You see, my uh, my point, Fez, is that you, you're in a band. That's what all these guys ever wanted to do. And in that way, most of the guys that you meet in bands, they're not any different than, like, say, a Brother Joe, a Mikey background. They just want to go out and play music every chance they get. And for some reason, and they never said out like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'll have a big house, I'll have a farm, I'll be able to retire. They initially went out just to play in fucking bands. Yeah. Now that's what they still want to do. You can kind of get it, right? I mean, you can kind of understand you want to be in a band. Well, the whole thing seemed a little fishy, too, because Steven Tyler's, his dressing room was apparently... Like, so much further away from everyone's dressing room. It's easy to understand, after being out on the road with people for decades, your nerves are going to be a little frayed. It happens to every single band. You start to hate the other guys on the bus. That's also normal. Uh, Sal, you're on a fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How are you doing this morning? Good. I uh, got an LA radio station that said this morning that Joe Perry was playing last night. Steven Tyler came on and saying, walk this way with Joe Perry, and they are not breaking up. Aerosmith is still together. Uh, all right, so there you have it. Dave was completely wrong. Uh, hey, uh, Hicks, just get Scotty uh, working on my stuff, and we'll run on from there. Thanks. Um, here's uh, our good friend Mikey Boy. Mikey Boy, you're in fez. Hey, guys. Uh, I missed the last call. Did somebody call in and say about, talk about uh, Steven Tyler getting on stage last night? Yeah, tell me exactly what happened, though. I couldn't understand it all. Uh, I, I guess Aerosmith, uh, Joe Perry was doing a solo thing at Irving Plaza last night, and uh, Steven Tyler got up on stage and said he wasn't leaving Aerosmith. That those guys were just bitch-biting back and forth for a couple days? Yeah, I guess so. That's, that sounds like I mean, was. since they all have solo projects, why would you break up the band? You already... You can do whatever you do when the band's not mm-hmm. together. And they've got this huge plus, huge, uh, sorry, huge push of uh, publicity the last few days. I mean, they're yeah. figuring out, and they've been the last year. Yeah, suddenly people are going, wait, I, I'm not going to see Aerosmith anymore. I want to. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we, we just have it for you. Uh, Mikey Boy, I know that you're the world's biggest Jimmy Buffett fan, <laughs> but don't, do you also like Aerosmith? No, I don't like Aerosmith either. Despise them? Yeah, not a fan at all. I, I, think, I think they sort of lost... Uh, Steam about 1978, and I just haven't really had any interest in them since then. Your thing is you like Brooklyn emo bands that we've never heard of before. Maybe, yeah. Is there <laughs> one mass appeal band that you like, Mikey Boy? Um, right now, I don't know. I mean, I, I like, well, I, I mean, I like sort of like the, the big bands, like, you know, the Stones, the Kinks, and some of the older stuff, and uh, I used to like U2. Um, I don't know. It's just, what made you get off the bandwagon? For U2? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. One, I think it was like uh, the album after Octung Baby, and it just it was the stuff. I just wasn't liking the stuff I was hearing. Zeropa. Oh yeah, Zeropa. Zeropa was awful. That was. Mikey boy, you need to come back in one day. I'd love to. All right. Anytime. Are you sure you're not just all about special delivery? You'll still come back for. Uh... 
I show up twice on their show, and both times I get in trouble for it. Um, no, I'd love to come in any time. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Peace. Um, Jack in Maine, you're on running Fez. I don't know. Uh, do you think Fez, the, the radio show, would make it if uh, Ronnie broke up with you? Yeah, I would think so. Would you keep the band together? If 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 I left? No, if I left. Would you keep Dave and Pepper and go on to the next project? Oh, no, I wouldn't keep Dave and Pepper. No. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, so I get Dave and Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Things turned out pretty Are you well. being serious? Yeah, I'm being serious. Why wouldn't you want Pepper at least? No, after after the after yesterday, no. Oh, stop. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you not think Pepper's the best producer we've ever had? He yes, he I will say he's the best producer. And you think Dave is the funniest person we've ever brought in here? Dave's very funny. All right, so why wouldn't you want him? Um just uh just ill feelings right now. I wouldn't want him. You're not a businessman, my friend. <laughs> I'm running on emotion again. I'm going to put some style under here. I don't know if there's any more room. <laughs> Fez Watley would be over you so quick and there'd be no stopping him. <laughs> he would kill on that thing. Not that you're in a lot of competition in that field, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Pretty perfect situation for you if you play your money right. Push all in. <laughs> Dave, you feeling like you... Uh, you know how you're not getting along with uh, Sam and just not clicking. <laughs> this, can I tell you something? This Joe Poo kid who's been hanging around yeah. would like to get into the radio business. Okay. He is interested in in the Dave business, but not the Simon Dave business. Why not? Maybe he could compromise. Uh, he doesn't want... Already, that stuff is... He, he doesn't want to be part of the Afterbirth show. He wants to fucking do something fresh. Mm -hmm. Make your decision right now. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I, I would definitely be interested in the Joe Pooh uh, business, as you put it. But, um, you know, with the fact that Bladder and Cross just gave us Saturday nights, I mean, uh, I'm sticking with... Should I put him with Giant Brian, who Bladder and Cross are talking about with a lot more? Um, I would say... Joe Pooh, just test out the waters with the special delivery. He doesn't want any fucking part of that. What he wants is to be with somebody who's serious. I'll serious. put him with Giant Brian. No, I'm serious. Um, I, I already told you where he stands on the Sam thing. Hmm. Uh, like the listeners. Gene, you're on my face. They like him. I don't know why he was just... Do you think that was a panic attack? Uh, Jason... In Houston, you're on Fez. Hey, Dave. Breaking news, man. Uh, we got a new president, man. Obama. He won the election. Did you hear? Dave has had an off day today. What are you talking about? You didn't understand the Aerosmith news and all the listeners had to fucking protect you. Um, listen, I just go by what Joe Perry, uh, Admiral Joe Perry tweets. Tell him to fucking refresh his, his Twitter account. Admiral Joe Perry, the last time he said it, says we might need a new singer. You need to upgrade. There's more than just Twitter. There's more than I'm just Twitter. I'm in the Twitter, Twitter business now. Mm. Uh, Flea, you're back all of a sudden. What happened? Your boyfriend break up with you? No, it's, you know, I wish I could go out with Marissa, but she won't. So it is what it is. But 
Anyway, Dave, a lead singer makes a band. Can you name a band that lost its lead singer and continued? The only one I can think of is Leonard Skinner. I just said ACDC and Little Feet, Genesis. Uh. So what happens, Flea? We just gave you four bands. And he he hangs up. (laughs) He's gone again. And he wonders why fucking women don't like him. I mean, people might not like Sammy Hagar or whatnot, but, you know, Van Halen was gigantic with Sammy Hagar. Let's not forget that either. Yeah, you're, ex- you're 100% and, right. And fucking Van Iron... Halen was bigger with Sammy Hagar in terms of records. Though. Absolutely, and Iron Maiden was a lot bigger with Bruce Dickinson than their first singer. And, and the Maiden Bruce fan. Dickinson. The Bruce Dickinson. Everyone ma- Maiden fan knows that. Um, let's not even uh, Ozzy's band, Black Sabbath. Did very, very well with yeah, you. They maintained a, a shitload of popularity. So it can happen. It can. The silver platters. When <laughs> um, Marsha decided to step down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not the easiest thing. I mean, you'll never see, uh, you know, Guns N' Roses basically had to change your name to Velvet Revolver. You know, or that That's only nice. because somebody else owned the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only fucking reason. I wonder if that would, yeah. And he slowly set those pricks up and dropped on him what he considers a November rain. <laughs> a November rain of pain. <laughs> That's when uh, Axel decided he wanted to be in the Beatles. And he <laughs> said, I'm going to write a Beatles song. I like call it the November rain of pain. Well, I think actually he, he says um, he was very inspired by Elton John. For November Rain. That was his, his key influence there. Well, that's only because he brought him out, but if you listen, it's a Beatles song. True. When I look into your eyes, I can feel love make you cry when you think about uh, your model dying and being put in a glass coffin well while that those things didn't happen to me i do get a very emotional f- with this song you hate this stuff that uh hicks is this almost like buffett deal this is very buffett like stop yes. it Ginar. gmb <laughs> guns and buffets That's good. Mm. enjoy some gmb Time to lay it on the line. I can rest my head just knowing that you are mine. Oh, you love this shit, huh? Well, I mean, this is just more proof to the pudding that the Use Your Illusion albums were sensational. It's always Appetite This and That. And don't get me wrong, I worship Appetite, thinking it's a masterpiece. Don't forget about the Use Your Illusion albums, ladies and gentlemen. Go back and re-listen to them. You, you'll hear the magic. Need some time 
Listen to this. This is great. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a like an opera. Pavarotti wishes. Where the Beatles, where the Munchkins singing, are the Beatles. Where Rappy said, the lollipop playing. We walk around with lollipops. He loved these guys, huh? God. What, what band? One of America's greatest oh, bands of all time. Follow. Follow the yellow brick road. to that guitar, though, huh? Who is that, Slash? Yeah, it's Slash. Oh. He's a guitarist for GNR. So he was in GNR. Yes. He was in a band before with Velvet Revolver. Oh, come on. Yes, he was the lead guitarist for Guns N' Roses. Yes. Who was... Izzy Stradlin was Rhythm, and, oh, and then they replaced him with Gilby Clark. You know everything about this band. I try to. I met Duff McKagan once on another on ONA. That was a magical treat for me. Did you rub snot on him? No, I didn't. And I met Stephen Adler, too, on the ONA show. That was another great thing. Which one of you was the retarded one? That was, uh... Dancing retards? None of us were retarded. Okay, I was going to say Stephen Adler. You almost tricked me. Earl said, tell Dave Buffett that if Axel knew what the word outtake meant, Use Your Illusion would have been a great single disc. No reason for that. And, and, and Mr. Douglas will also know that a lot of people criticize the Beatles' White Album for the same thing. Too yeah, much. They still do. Honey pie. I'm in love, but I'm crazy. Number nine? Number nine? Those are, those are all fit. The concept album. Nothing lasts forever, even cold November rain. Poetry right there. How long is this fucking song? A weekend? The big finale where Slash gets on the piano is coming up. It's like three minutes left. The rest of November. I only wish that would be November that to roll November. To roll November. <laughs> oh. I wish Axel wrote more songs about months. All right, let's really be the Beatles. Here we go. This is the best ever. No, this is Elton right there. That's an Elton riff there. Now we're going into the Beatles. Yeah, on that piano. Mr. Matt Sorum playing the drums right now. 
Everybody's fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. Oh. Hey, Jack in Vermont. Oh, hey, boys. Hey, James. Now, Shannon doing this video wearing, like, shorts and a flannel shirt. Those were the good old days, weren't they? That was Don't Cry. Wrong video. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. I am the Eggman. Cook, cook, cachoo. Cook, cook, cachoo. Flying monkeys. Flying monkeys. Nate, Nathan in Pennsylvania. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah. Hey, this buddy might find this interesting. I won a radio contest like back in 90, uh, 90 or something like that. But anyway, I, I was a stagehand for a concert, Guns N' Roses concert. You can be roadie for Guns N' Roses. We're going to put you backstage. <laughs> yes. Why would so anyone want to be a I fucking won. knight as a roadie? Hey, let, me, let me tell you something. That is a fucker and Axel were just... Dicks. Everybody else is really cool, especially Duff. Uh, but them two guys, man, tell you, boy, I'm, oh, they were just dicks. Yes, They're, it's like winning a contest to be a mover. The family is going to be, you know, careful about their stuff. We did something with Izzy years ago, and he was pretty fucking cool. I yeah. like him. And Zeno Slash is a great guy. Those, they're good guys. Izzy's never gotten a bad rap, Axel. It's uh, a weird thing, too, about calling someone a dick. Like, what would you rather be called? Dick or asshole? Just real quick. I'd rather be called an asshole. Asshole. Dick. Now, why an asshole feel? I feel like dick is a lot more blunt and offensive. Fez? I think asshole sounds just more abrasive. Like, like a guy who's an asshole is someone who's just obnoxious all the time. Right. And what's a dick? A dick is kind of a little bit more premeditated. Like, there's a little bit more pointedness to what he said like he said something that made him a dick an asshole is always an asshole hmm see i see a dick as being more of a doofus like you're dumb when you're a dick and when you're an asshole you're kind of just self-fucking-centered yeah i agree there a dick implies some sort of stupidity like if i went like this don't worry about fucking dave he's a dick that would mean that he's stupid right but if I said my boss is an asshole, it wouldn't mean so much that he's stupid. It's just that he doesn't care what that his desires fucking play a part in everybody else. I feel like assholes have their shit together more than a dick does. You know, a dick has their jizz together. Or piss. <laughs> but I mean, the asshole is just, you know, hey, yeah, that cop is an asshole. But you know what? That cop's in charge. Right. Now, if the cop's a dick, it feels like he can get away. Now, here, when, when, if someone makes a dick move... I would agree with Fez. Like, when what you call dick mm -hmm. is what I call a prick. He's a fucking prick. Right. A dick to me is more stupid. Where a prick is somebody that's closer to being an asshole. <laughs> and a prick is closer to asshole than dick. Yeah. Dick's definitely dumb. All right, what about this? Dick, asshole, or pussy? What's the worst to be called? Pussy. Pussy is the worst to be called, Fez? I think asshole's the worst to be called. That's pussy. You can't yeah. be called a pussy. No. What's the problem with calling someone a pussy? You're implying they're very weak and they're spineless. 
you know, there's a lot going on wrong with them. Well, pussy doesn't have a spine. Why wouldn't you mind being called a pussy fuzz? I think a pussy is where it's you're not you're not necessarily a bad person or anything. You had a moment of weakness. Yeah, but you don't want to be called weak. No. I'd rather be the guy who's like a fucking creep taking advantage than I would be thought of as a weak person. Even dick is better than pussy. Really? Definitely. Without question. Pussy you is with just this, piece uh, of shit. Much rather be a dick than a pussy. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. A shocking you, Fez? Yeah, it really is. Here's the funny thing. I make fun of Italians sometimes because they call so many people food names. You know, like all their nicknames, their nicknames for their girlfriends are like little food names. Their racist names are food names. And I'm like, God, those fuckers are really tied up in the food. But look at us with the genitalia. <laughs> the amount of genitalia <laughs> remarks that we do. It's crazy. You're a pussy, a dick, or an asshole all the time here. Mm. Um, Gil. Gil, you're on a fez. Hey, uh, hey, how you doing there, Ron Fest? Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's funny about, uh, sometimes I laugh about when someone calls you an asshole because they, you, you say, like, you're you're the part of the butt where the shit comes out. Right. <laughs> what's, been, what's been making a comeback lately, too, is actually people calling other people a douchebag. I don't know, you guys, what you're Yeah, douchebag is, uh, it's never completely went away. Here's the interesting thing about douchebag. You'll never hear black guys use it. That's a completely white slang. You'll never, you'll never fucking hear uh, hip hop kids go tell those douchebags that they owe us money. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know if they even do the genitalia remarks as much as us. I've heard a black person do um, say that guy's a dick before. Um, let's go over here to Pat in Florida. Yeah, I had a uh, question for Dave there. Dave, uh, are you a dick or an asshole if you have the hottest woman on earth and lose her because you beat her? Um, you're a dick because that was a stupid thing to do. I don't think... But you're, you're a dick for acting like an asshole. Well, your idol there did it. Uh, Axel, I get what you're saying. I want to be a little honest here. I, don't, I never saw her as the hottest person on earth. She's still, in she's still in trouble with men. She's still driving men fucking crazy. Yeah, and she was she was a nutcase too. It's not you know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Fred, oh Fred Brooklyn, how are you, my friend? Hey, what's up, bud? What I'm sorry, I got my own Twitter alert. I follow Twitter now because of you uh, more than I would have. Opie just posted a link uh, of this chimp mall lady, the lady who got mauled by a chimp. And she's on Oprah this afternoon, and I, Ron, I, I, I can't see how it, I can't see how she lived. You gotta pull this picture up. Oh, this is on Opie's yeah. Twitter account, Opie Radio. Let's get up and take a. a and a, she's on Oprah. How is she gonna talk? Wait till you see this. This is the one that uh, the was attacked by the chimp. Um, stay on it, Dave. Just keep oh, yeah. doing it over and over. Uh, right now, his Twitter is over capacity. Yeah, How somebody I, lived through that, it, it, her, her face is just not there. It's like three bubbles. I, and I, I got to watch Oprah now. I, I can't remember ever watching Oprah. Now I got to Oh, sit my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. I, oh. Oh, Jesus. 
That's the most awful pictures I've ever seen in my life. I'd rather die. I, ah. I swear to you. Come on. And, she, I, I and the chimp took her hands, too. live like this. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, God. All right. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's terrible. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Are you going to watch Oprah run? Can you take this for a fucking hour? No. Uh, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Not even a sneak peek on YouTube? No. Well, maybe. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll stay tuned on Opie Radio and Twitter. Uh, by the way, if, if you Incredible. can't find it, just go through 202 Friends. Uh, we've got uh, Opie linked up on that. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That is not... David, Michigan, you're in my face. Hey, friend. What's worse, being called dick asshole or a cock? You're a cock. I think sure. cock... It is almost like that's your buddy. You know what I mean? He's a cock. I think cock has a lot going for him. He's probably that guy in the bar. Like maybe like a Sky Tuati. Like he actually, you know, is, he's actually good. You know, he, he presents himself well. He's, he's, he's too well-groomed. He's too much of a lazy man. He's a cock. I didn't, I didn't, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So you're almost going by cock of the walk. Yeah, I guess I, I never thought of that either, but yeah, that's the way I always call people cocks. Look at this fucking pretty boy. Look at this. Look, look, what a cock. Uh, Chris, you're my face. Hey, Ron. i um, down in Florida, but I used to live in Jersey, and up there in Jersey, we used to call people scumbags. Scumbag, so where does a scumbag fall in the dick prick ass pussy well, list? Know, people kind of forget that a scumbag is a filled prophylactic. Uh, what you're saying is you're a cum-filled fucking balloon. <laughs> it's not um now scumbag to me falls closer into being an asshole where it's he only cares about himself he's taking care of himself he'll fuck you over he's a scumbag yeah and that's a scumbag move to make right but if you're yeah just like a dick move but to go back to where we are with a person could just be a dick because he's stupid you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not that a dick is just a fucking moron sometimes. Believe it or not, a lot of this has to do with the inflection that you say it with. Because if I go, uh, he's a dick, or he's a dick. When I'm fucking, when you drop it down like that, you know that I think that he's a little aggressive with it. Uh, Mike, you're in fez. What about when you call a girl a cunt? Isn't that the best part of a girl? The yes, it is, uh, and you know, girls have this used to be the big phrase that you could drop a girl in. Her, this was their n word. Now women have uh, gained it back. They start to refer to each other as cunts, and they've got some power over it. And if you notice, they took away some of the fun mm -hmm. for the rest of us. Definitely, uh, the blacks and gays could learn a lot with women in the way they deal with this. Right. Because they've they've reclaimed the word. Um, here is Mark. Mark, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. <clears throat> I'm thinking about this. And, you know, you call somebody a dick, you can call them a prick, that's fine. But when, when you know, you can look at your friends and go, you know, lay down a you fucking cocksucker on them. But when does that go over the line? Um... Well, generally, a cocksucker, of course, when somebody is a cocksucker, you're basically saying he'll do anything for money. 
He can't be fucking trusted. Mm. He is basically, and I got to uh, use a bad word here, gay. Oh. So you, when you, by the time you're doing cocksucker, you're thrown into some of the worst mm. things that you can say about you. Well, you're low. going into slurs. Other than just name-calling. Right. The slur is, of course, look what that person does. They suck on cocks. Jesus. Right? Low life. Well, it is low life in a way that only two uh, parts of society will do this. And that's the sucking of the cock. That's gays and women. There you have it. Yeah. It's like saying to somebody, you were a gay or a woman. Uh, you are someone without respect. Right. You are someone to be looked down upon, uh, to be spit on. No, not with those groups. Uh, Ken, you're on Ron and Fez. What's up, Ron and Fez? What's up, Dogsy? Hey, Doug. Hey, Fez, what's worse, being a dick or a buffalo back? I would probably say being called Ken. Ooh, good one, buddy. Is this a, a shot that you're taking right now at DJ Newstyle? <laughs> who we recently found out is the Ken of Fuck You Ken from yesterday's <laughs> Fuck You Ken said Craze uh, why are we seeing anybody fucking jump out of an airplane <laughs> why is that CNN that's a slow day I guess it's not another kid who got lost on a parachute is it uh, Mark you're my fez yeah, Lenny, what about being called a boob? It's kind of friendly. It's not all that bad. It's, I wonder why that is. It's like a little bit of a fucking dummy, but not Yeah, he's not a terrible. fucking dummy. He's an idiot. He's a fucking boob. He's a moron. <laughs> Whack Flash, you're on Fez. What's up, gentlemen? Uh, quick question for you. Now, if you call, can you call a woman an asshole or a woman a dick? And if so, does it carry more weight because you're flipping genders on them? I noticed that only women call other women assholes. Where we'll just simply call them a cunt. Yeah. If you have a woman in power, you're like, well, she's a cunt. And that means, of course, she doesn't have a penis like we do. Right. Sometimes you might change it up and call her a twat. I never do. You know, a twat to me implies more of a nagging type person. Well, that seems like bitch. Twat? No, nagging sounds like bitch. Oh. Uh, I would never, I'm never going to use the word twat. It just doesn't make sense for me. It sounds too much like a sound. <laughs> twat. Twat. It's, well, it's kind of disgusting in a way. Yeah, it is. Blowhard has a spy report for us. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. I wonder what Blowhard wants. How are you, pal? Hey, guys. Hey, Fezzy. Strap in. Got some good news for you. What you got, Blowhard? Bonnie Frank has announced that Don't Ask, Don't Tell will be repealed in 2010 because it'll be attached to the military budget. So pretty much they have to uh, repeal it if they want to pass the military budget. All right, that is... So no more Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And on this uh, Veterans Day, thank you to all the veterans. And I say if the gays want to be in the military, fine. Just put them in the front lines with everybody else. Uh, my thing is, as far as Veterans Day, there's a lot of veterans that I just refuse to fucking honor today. Like who? Nazis, uh, <laughs> Japanese, I'm not crazy about them, French. I think this should be called America's Veterans Day. Not all veterans. That simplifies it. Simplifies it. 
Would you respect um, Southern, you know, Confederate soldiers? Aren't they dead? Anyone who comes up and said I fought on the side of the Confederacy, they're a liar <laughs> or a white supremacist. <laughs> Still fighting. 1840 to... Virgil Kane is name. Work on a damn train. Actually, that song makes me feel a little more patriotic than even, um, you know, some of the big flag songs. Which, quite frankly, lose me. But the night they uh, drove old Dixie down. That's some great shit right there. It's so great. And it just remembers how much the people in the north were laughing and high fiving. <laughs> and Levon, holy mag, Levon's holy the mackerel. best. The drumming at the end where he boom, 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 and just you know, to, I to saw him this summer. He didn't even sing at all, and he was fucking incredible. He's a great drummer. It was just, he's a phenomenal drummer. Yeah, people don't understand. People don't give him that credit because his voice is so amazing. Too much cavalry king. In the winter of 65, we were hungry, just barely alive. I made the tent for Richmond at Fell. It's a time I remember oh so well. Let's break. We'll come back and end the show. Forever. Back with my wife in Tennessee When one day she called to me Virgil, quick, come see Back old Robert E. Lee Now I don't mind chopping wood And I don't care if the money's no good You pay for what you need Six six run zero fez, eight six six run zero fez. Uh, a lot of people wrote in yesterday about our cigars and uh, smokers, the way cigar smokers are portrayed. Yubon wrote to us to say, uh, 
James Bond did smoke some cigars. Uh, you Bond, of course, knows everything there is to know about James Bond and you Hefner. He's a gentleman who enjoys that type of lifestyle. But let's take a look at this. Daniel Craig, who I guess he's the new James Bond. Yeah. Uh, said in the next film he would not be permitted to smoke a cigar because they think it's bad for kids. At the same time, he's allowed to shoot someone in the head close up, according to him. Do you see how fucking off we get? I'm walking into work today, and uh, because I have one of those jobs where I walk to work. I don't know what percentage of America gets to do that. I'm one of those people. Take a stroll to work, take a stroll home. Can't tell you how good it is. Try to have that kind of job if you can ever get it at least once in your life. It's fantastic. Maybe the farmers know what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm walking to work and I see a city bus. And it's got one of the NCIS shows. And it's uh, Gay Robin and LL Cool J. Uh, Gay Robin, I forget his name. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. This is the first time we had a gay superhero. Uh, Chris O'Donnell's sitting there and it's kind of all gold behind him. And the two men are looking as attractive and sexy as as they can and Chris O'Donnell's holding a handgun next to his <laughs> face a very sexy pose but I'm thinking to myself we are okay with this as a society now if they were showing his ass crack there would be panic in the streets <laughs> gay guy showing his ass crack but because he's got a handgun propped up next to his face like a penis if we're being honest but we don't want to be that blunt um, we're okay with it. Dave, why do you think that we are so comfortable as a society to show murder, to show violence, and not... And why we are so tense about sex. Well, I think two things. I think that, A, we uh, cannot shake our puritanical roots, and we never will. And, B, we still live in a sexist society. Uh, let's go back there a little bit. Uh, number one, the Puritans also didn't like violence either. They well, were but they burned about... people. They, they were fucking pretty damn violent, if you ask me. I mean, they, they burned women alive just because they, the women dared have sex, sexual intercourse. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the Puritans were the head of the witch hunts. So, you know, I mean, those those were some pretty fucking badass, you know, violent people if it, if if people were expressing joy or sexuality. So you still think there's a Puritan nature to the uh, United States of America? Uh, absolutely. I mean, and we still we fucking celebrate Thanksgiving. We 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 are still Puritans at heart. But then also, I think that we're sexist in that we you know women are it's it's a way to keep women down. But at the same time, we're men, so we we can kill. Well, at the, but here's the thing: you could have a TV show or a movie with a man punching a woman in the face. Uh, what you can't show uh, without it getting an R rating is him kissing her breasts. <laughs> it's insane. It you could punch her in the face. Hey, it's just a movie. If he's kissing her breasts, oh my God, what if the kids see this? <laughs> right. Now, why do you think we also panic about our children being exposed to sex at all? Uh, they're exposed to a lot of things that they can't do until they're older. 
You know? Yeah. Voting. Uh, we don't try to keep voting away from them. It's there. Uh, drinking, of course. Whatever it happens to be. But we don't want them to even catch on to the fact that one day they're going to uh, be having sex. Uh, Fezzi, were you exposed to sex at all as a youngster? Oh, no. No. Uh, not whatsoever. No sort of, you know, no sort of sexy things, you know, on TV. Mm. You know, no... Your parents felt it was better for you to stay away from it? Right, yeah. Yeah, there was the, the sex talk was insanely awkward. Give me that. That The way my father described it, it didn't even sound like the man and the woman had to even be in the same room. And it was the father takes his seed and ta- and not even puts it in the mother, takes it to the mother. And it sounded like, you know, it was, to me, when I heard it, it sounded like it was, you know, an actual seed. Like you're taking an apple seed. Just, uh, here, take this. Uh, you must have been the most confused 22-year-old man uh, in the country at that time. It was not a good day. Um, for, and he also makes it sound like a trout. You know how the fish will just drop it in <laughs> like it's a fucking dive bombers? Yeah. How old were you for this uh, talk? I think I was seven when this happened. Why did he feel the need to discuss it with you? I was. My mother was pregnant with my little brother. So I was asking about it. I was kind of relentless on how the baby got in the stomach. But there had been you nothing. You were a curious little one, huh? But there was nothing, you know, before or after that. Um, hey, Mongo, you're on Fest. Hey, guys. What about the movies that, uh, that promote, like, driving, you know, 110 miles an hour through city streets, but yet when a kid gets their license, they have to be responsible and, and follow all the rules? Uh, it's a really good point. There is a certain, well, the Dukes of Hazard were perfect with this, that they never would show what a real accident is about. Mm. Uh, if anything, people just landed in pools and yelled at the Duke boys, but no one ever said, oh, you know how you jumped over that car and it, it the car turned over? Well, that person was beheaded. <laughs> there was nothing ever to pay for this, uh, Reckless, reckless uh, behavior. Here's Wit in Texas. You're on Fez. Hey, buddies. I was just going to comment. I think a lot of people's biggest fear is if their kids get to messing around, the daughters get pregnant. They can deal with their kids and a little violence and get a little schoolyard fight, but the pregnancy factor really weighs on parents. I think it's not even just about being pregnant. I think that it's frightening to think of our children having sex at all. Uh, particularly our daughters. We will put up with the fact that our sons will have sex because the last thing we want is gay kids. Right. So we have to prove our son, look at him, he's a heterosexual. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Sick. I want my son to be banging chicks like tomorrow if I could. What is the age that you would feel best to know that your son lost his virginity? 14. And daughter? Uh, 18. So you want her to wait till graduation? Yes. You want her to be uh, prom virgin? I, I don't even know. I mean, that was low. I probably want her to wait till she's at least 20. From the pics I've seen of her? Yeah. I think you'll be safe. Rob, that's... I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, it seems you're good, like it. I'm saying you're a good father. You're getting what you wanted. Yeah. I don't think you have to ever worry about uh, her losing her virginity. 
Oh, that's terrible. She's beautiful. I could show you a picture of her on my cell phone. Sure, I like to see it. Okay. You got one there? Yeah, one second. There you go. Oh, you're so fucking mean. He just shows me a picture of a chipmunk. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. Maybe she has big teeth. It was next to her. So the teeth are coming in. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, he did it again. No, I didn't. That's that a, a dog's picture. ass. Stop it. Oh. That's that a dog's first ass. First picture was me posing next to Alvin and the chipmunks. Why and would I you? didn't mean to to give that to you. That was a mistake. Jeez, Louise. Uh, HDG just came in from the Veterans Day uh, parade. What, what are these hanging noose pictures that you have? Uh, this was actually, it, was, it wasn't in the parade route, but um, just after the parade on 6th Avenue, like, like this big back of a truck that's been cleared out goes by, uh-huh. and it's got these uh, dummies of men in suits hanging from it, and underneath, I can't, there's like a superior court judge's name, a bunch of, um, just a bunch of politicians' names underneath. And as I'm looking at this, I'm listening to you on my inno talking about how come we allow violence on we're the side very, of the bus. We're really, really happy with violence. Uh, you're not alarmed by this, but again, if it showed people having sex, <laughs> the police would be called. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they're just stringing up innocent people. And hanging them. Right. Where, where's this picture with you and the chipmunks that you've got up twice now? Oh, um, I was just... Um, that was at the movies the other night. Huge, what night did you go to the movie? Uh, th- uh, Friday. Mm. Huge uh, huge night... Uh, I mean, huge promotion deal for Alvin and the chipmunks. I think this is going to be the sleeper of the uh, winner. They've already done one. And, uh, yeah, but it this, blew. Is a, this is a squeakle. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to blow again. Uh, they should say, "Did the, you think the last one sucked? <laughs> well, we got more. Uh, you were going to use the day to take your uh, son Monday, yeah, uh, to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. That's right. Is he cured? No, he's not. That uh, connection fell through drastically. So the connection is bullshit. Yeah, I appreciated the email. I was really uh, optimistic and positive, and then on uh, the never heard from the the person again. So yeah, people seemed, tend to lie. It seemed like it was an email to like get in good graces with Ron when Ron actually forwarded to me, and I responded. The guy never re- responded back to me. You uh, you have to really keep fighting with chop i mean they're really sought after they're that good for a reason and everybody wants to get in i had a family member who um who spent some time at chop and they really i mean it took months and months and months of fighting and arguing and and, you know requesting and yeah well get a little more jewish about it get your wife on the phone no i mean we we have it for late to say i got a friend down there who's a doctor i want you to i'm not taking your note it says house it's you you there is no This doctor guy, can house. I tell you something? He's a good doctor. He's not just a good doctor. No one has ever died on him. And he's figured show. out all kinds of stuff. He's stopped uh, disease from spreading. It's a TV show. He walks on a cane. I'd like him to solve the chimp lady then. Before she could. <laughs> Keep her away from uh, chimps. I, you know, I appreciate your uh, trying to help me, Ron, but they're, they're, those people are... Um, I got another doctor for you. I want you to get a hold of him. Dr. Feelgood, right. Mm-hmm. That's... He's the one. They call it Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. All right. 
So what's what are you gonna do now with your kids? Since we uh, have to wait till late December, but the problem is he keeps having these little bouts every uh, other you, week. It's not fun to watch a six-month-old choke on vomit, and you, where you're like slapping his back, and this happens every ten days or so. Did, can I just tell you something? It might help. Yeah. Stop feeding him vomit. No, we, maybe we won't haven't choke been feeding it. him that. We've tried like four different. If formulas. you can't get into the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, I probably can get you in the Children's Hospital of Scranton, Wilkesbury. Uh, that doesn't sound like is. It's kind of an open air hospital. It's right. uh, I don't want to go flea there. market I slash like, hospital. I like Chop. Uh, Deb, we were talking earlier about uh, going out and having the foods. Fez thinks it's a horrible thing to let someone uh, order for you. Well, if you look at it as, you know, you're just going to dinner with someone and, you know, they're looking down a list of roast chicken and prime rib and, and you know, Where just a mundane go. dinner. And, and, and he says, you know, she's going to have the shrimp either because he wants to keep her on a diet or just because would, he... Would you, let a, would you let a man order for you? Under the right circumstances, it's not only would I let it, I love it. Wow. It's fantastic. I mean, that There's that's not a good circumstance. Something but. else I found out from Fez as the day went on, and I asked him about it a couple more times during the commercials. Fez doesn't feel or mean any of those things. He's just coming up with things to talk about on the air. Then I go, you really want them? He goes, yeah, I guess I would. Uh, a picture, people sent this picture, and who's this of? Dewey. This is Dewey, is in Dewey Beach Truman. Uh-huh. And a listener sent this saying, hey, did Fez Watley really lose the Truman at the last possible <laughs> moment? He looks like he could be. You think he looks like me? He looks like he could be a family member. The more you blow up the picture, the yeah. more it is. The eyes. Right, right. Look at those eyes. <laughs> All right, the the joy that you have laughing at Fez now. No, those I eyes. I had to look at you, those eyes. <laughs> he almost won. Yeah, he did. Deb, you're wise. Present. Uh, who do you think came up with the idea of the basketball? Oh, God. I you listen to all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Fez thought up the idea of let's go get something to be signed. And when mm. it came up on the air, like that seemed like, all right, that's the whole idea. And I don't blame him for that. You know, that, you know, that really was the important part of the idea was coming up with let's go get something signed. So he didn't think to give Dave credit. And then when Dave brought up that he thought of the basketball, I think Fez was probably just either embarrassed or had forgotten. So who came up with basketball in your opinion? I think I got to trust Pepper and say Dave probably came up with basketball. There we have it. It's so not how it happened. <laughs> so you can believe Dave's flunky if you want. <laughs> What's a flunky? Here's the Father thing. Nikolai would like to talk to you. Oh god. Um here's the thing. I also uh when Ron, um, Ron, there's no D in my name. When Ron solved, that's you past tense. When Ron oh God, solved, my God, I hope I get better. When Ron solved the booger murder mystery today, I instantly admitted. Very I, true. I, I didn't lie. In other words, and I could have. I could have said caught. I could, no, no, no. I could have said so you were caught. Hold on. I could have said Sam. Let's not talk over HCG. What that was saying? really brilliant that you figured that oh, out. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it. I could have said Sam put it under because Sam sits in Fez's chair, and I could have said Danny did it himself. You could have said anything, and it all for, since the initial fingers went to Fez, it's tough to blow that off without facts. But it is true. When Dave gets caught lying, he does admit it. Right now, here's the thing, Dave, uh, Fez, Pepper doesn't hate you, 
HTG doesn't hate you. And yet they both said, you know, Pepper said he heard it. HTG said Pepper wouldn't lie about it. Why do you still think not that these people don't that they maybe disagree with you, but they they hate you? Right, exactly. Why do you say that? Because why else would uh, would they gang up on me? Does Chris Stanley hate you? Oh yes. Does HTG hate you? I didn't think so till just now. <laughs> well, but now wait, you but, do, or you're doing this for the air? But I said your your part of it was the more important part. So if I hated you, I wouldn't have said that. That you coming up with the idea to get something signed—that's what really mattered. But you think that if Fez, <laughs> if Dave would have just said, "I know a wagon wheel," Fez would have just paid for a wagon wheel, and I would have been. What the fuck is there a wagon wheel in here for? <laughs> I took for? a risk because the easy thing would have been to do is a, a, a book. And believe me, I thought, I thought Ron might not like the basketball because, it, it, because we don't do it often. But then, Yeah, you know. but if you were so a big... So the idea fuck, you had you didn't like? No, I like See it. See how it changes every time he tells it? No, but, but, with it. it doesn't change at all. My a, thought process. What, what you're saying, a, a basketball could be silly, but to the, to the right collector... Behind glass somewhere right. that's going to look like fucking great. And I was What's simply describing here? my thought process. What's that? I didn't say What's that. What's happening here? There's problems. How do you take it? You think that... I'm scared. You think that Fezzi's talking crazy now. Does this remind you of the lettuce wraps thing? No. No, no. I don't want to go there. Does it remind you of mint julep? <laughs> no, not even a little bit. I just wanted to taste the mint julep. It looked delicious. On a scale of 1 to 10, how furious are you, Fez? And say it for real, not for on the air. I'm at a 9 right now. Oh. Mm. And who are you nine mad at? I am mostly pissed at Chris Stanley. Really? Yes. And is that because he lost his mother just recently? No, because he lied about the basketball thing. Just to back Dave up. Dave, I expect to be an asshole. <laughs> HTG, I think she probably got caught up. Caught up. Why would and she what be, they were saying. Why would she be caught up? Just got caught up. What she is saying is kind of like me. The least emotional of you, the least likely just to say something for the air, is Chris Stanley. Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Chris Stanley is a straight shooter. He doesn't yeah. seem to have any reason to lie here. No, no. he doesn't. Except to back Dave up. No, what he, he also likes when he Dave wouldn't. looks stupid. Exactly. He wouldn't back me up if it didn't occur. The He's way. your flunky. But I haven't seen him running to back Dave up like that. At other times, no, he hasn't because uh, because I, well, I was Chris, wrong in those other times. What Chris Stanley I was right. This tries time. to do is to get the information that Ron wants when Ron wants it. Now, in the terms of did he get caught blowing off Jimmy Buffett? Yes. Did he stay with it? Yes. He stayed hard with it, even though it was the unpopular decision because he's saying, Ron, this is right for you. I don't want you dragged down into being. Uh, a special delivery Dave McDonald type show. He did the what? right thing. No, no, no. You agree That's with a good oh, show. Yeah. So he's, you just, he's almost the hero for that. You he, so he you're you. with Chris Stanley a hundred percent of the time versus Fez. Well, um, Jimmy Buffett and yeah, that would have that would have been. Uh, Dave said you should interview Jimmy Buffett because he's popular. Dave's not looking out for you. You're right. All well, right. Well, that's. I mean, no. It's 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 an opinion. All right I, now, I, I said let's a, look at Fez's grandfather Dewey. See what Dewey thinks. I think my grandson's lying. He looks more and more like it. <laughs> it definitely is a Watley look. There's no doubt. It's a good look. It's a good look. It's yeah. a dapper look. Very dapper, dashing even. Yeah. Fez, has mm -hmm. this thing been put behind us now? No. 
That's a shame. I wish it had been. How can this end? How can we move Chris, on? Chris Stanley, confess up. I think it'll end with Truman winning. Dave confessed up. <laughs> There's nothing to fess up. I honestly believe we what have I to said yesterday. We have to repeat things to you ten times in that office in the morning anyway. How do you even know what you heard? I know um, what I heard because I was sitting right there, <laughs> two feet away from each of you. Fez, I want you to do me a favor and go back and listen to the Would You Cut Me Some Slack bit about how you felt when your great-grandmother had died a week before. This kid just lost his mom. Thinking you got to be there for him rather than calling him names. All right, uh, that's it for us. We will do our best to get you more basketballs. Next time, let Fez have the idea. Okay. I had it this time. No. Mm. All right. How much you want to bet that Fez would have Jimmy Buffett sign a basketball? <laughs> Ron likes basketballs, so could you sign this for him? That's it for us. We will see you guys good morrow. Anything to plug, Chris? Hey, Dye Dumpy Duck. You like the Donnie Duffy, don't you? He's uh, entertaining. Yeah, you enjoy him. Davey Mac? The circus is back in town. Special delivery live this Saturday. Woo! <laughs> My plug sheet that I was handed uh, says that Weird Medicine's on this Saturday from 9 to midnight. No, it's special delivery. Oh. Who gave you the bad plug sheet? Oh, that was Chris Stanley. <laughs> I guess I lied about Weird Medicine. <laughs> he also just lost his mom. Uh, HCG, what do you got to plug? I got nothing. Two or two friends Twitter. Check them out, folks. And that's the end of my show. Donk.